everybody. Welcome to episode 12 of the Cuckoo Attack. It's been about six months. Six months, I think. Six months since we did this last. <laughs> September, October, November, December, January, February, March. So we're in April, seven months. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, we have been doing a lot of nothing as far as the podcast is concerned until recent. Um I was sick for a while, there was holidays, and then there was just a lot of laziness on my part. Patrick has been ready to do this for a while. Um, kinda... Yeah, but you have, you have a kid, and you actually go do sports and stuff, so... Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough to, like, I don't know, the last couple months I have just haven't really been into gaming as uh, much as I would like to have been, um, just for various reasons. I just haven't had that desire to sit down and play a game. Um, and it only took a pandemic and plenty of free time in order to get back into gaming. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think the last thing I actually played before the podcast, even like up until recently, was uh, Link's Awakening. I, I went through Link's Awakening and then um, kind of took a break for a while. Just I still played games, but it was just here and there. Like I'd boot up Mario Maker for a second or... Um, I'd play Counter-Strike for five minutes or, you know, just something. Or I'd mess with the arcade machine. That's something I did since this podcast. I'm actually going to show it. I restored a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade cabinet. So that's that was a big project <laughs> there in uh, the end of the year. From I think I bought it in October and then finished it up in December when all the artwork and stuff came. Now I screwed my video up. So. <laughs> but in case you uh have forgotten who we are since it's been so long <laughs> this is i'm patrick Hughes speaking here and our co-host there is chad Hebrock. <laughs> so let's uh let's just get into this uh what have what have you been up to i've already gone over what i've done and the reason why the podcast has died for the last six months <laughs> and um yeah what are you up to yeah I was able to get through a lot of my like backlog in December and January. It was pretty chill, so I did play a lot of games back then. But uh, we won't dive all the way back, because otherwise we'd be talking too many games. Um, <laughs> but probably the one game we both started playing around February because of the anticipation for the new half-life alex for vr yes. we both dove into half-life 2 again for so old times nostalgic sakes um i even went back and played half-life 1 yes i did not Source get that Engine. far yeah because i'd never i'd never beaten it i've loved half-life i've beaten all the half-life you know 2 episode 1 2 portal all that stuff um but i never finished half-life 1 when it came out i played it a little bit and then just kind of went right into counter-strike so it was nice to finally beat it because <laughs> i definitely did not beat zen <laughs> and it's a fun game so the but, original was great too yeah just getting yeah. up to that ending point where i just kind of got stuck i was like all right this is awesome and this is good enough for me so. <laughs> <laughs> and i had never played episode two of half-life 2 which blew my because... mind <laughs> I knew that episode three wasn't done, and I just 
never wanted to have that lingering like when's it gonna be done so (laughs) for the longest time i just never played it and now that the half-life universe even though it's not episode three but it's still kind of been resurrected i was like all right i'll i'll see what this was now yeah well that's that's what they valve told you to play episode up to episode two before playing alex um, that was something that they said to do before playing Alex. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute, but, um, yeah, like that game was fantastic. And they came out in 2007. That's when episode two came out. Yeah. And I, I think that's right. Cause I know it came out around the time I met my wife and I know that because I remember her coming over and I was playing portal and I was like, this is so cool. And I was like, hold on, hold on a minute. I got to finish this up. And, you know, that was kind of bad probably to do with my <laughs> future wife. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, hold on, give me a minute. I got to beat this. But um, I actually ended up not playing Half-Life 2 Episode 2 for like a year or two after it. Like I played it, but I never beat it. I don't know why. I think I got stuck somewhere. I think I got stuck in the part with the uh, the the antline kings out in the field you know what i'm talking okay. about where you've that, got like, a like big open field and the then two big ones bust two out big of the ones mines start charging you yeah and you gotta like find these explosives all yeah. scattered about to blow them up one at a time so i think i got stuck there the first time i played it and i just kind of i kept dying and i was just like i'm done i got stopped playing and then i just forgot about it and then I remember my friends like being like, "Dude, you haven't beaten it. You gotta beat it. What is wrong with you?" <laughs> so I finally sat down and played it. This was like it was probably like two thousand nine, eight or nine. Um, but I finally went down and beat it, and you know the ending was. <sighs> <laughs> I I was so emotionally invested in those characters. Just I don't know why. Just that game hit me at like the perfect time. <laughs> like the Half Life Two game. It was like Half Life Two came out right when I started going to college like real college (laughs) and then um when i moved in with my friends um i played episode one and then episode you know episode two the orange box everything came out um so it's just that like perfect time of like having plenty of time to do things and play video games and it was just the story was just like blowing me away the whole time (laughs) so Spoiler alert, I'm going to say it. When Eli Vance was murdered, <laughs> I I literally jaw dropped and was like he's dead? What the hell? Like how did this happen? Or like not how did it happen, but like what the hell? And then it shows what happens yeah. now. And then yeah. Alex goes and is crying and you know Alex is such like your secondhand character in the game throughout the entire game, she holds your hand pretty much and runs you through, you know, all these different areas. And, um, it was just, it like literally brought a tear to my eye, (laughs) which is insane. (laughs) Like I couldn't remember the last time, if ever a video game did that to me, just the (laughs) cinematics of it. Um, it literally brought a tear to my eye. I was like, I was sad. I felt horrible for Alex watching her father get killed, uh, right in front of her. And then it, you know, that's it that's the end of the that's the end of the episode and you know 
15 years later <laughs> we still you know we j just got a new half-life game that was not episode three so, <laughs> yeah uh, that is just a mean cliffhanger to end on and not give any resolution <laughs> it was just so good like the ending of the ending of that game was just yeah. didn't like, expect it it's like the biggest the, the cliffhanger only in gaming. comparable cliffhanger i can compare it to would be to me would be beyond good and evil because that had just a strong kind of emotional cliffhanger too uh i guess i'll say spoiler that. too <laughs> yeah like it's, it's a post-credit scene like you save the planet everyone's happy you know you stop this evil alien race that was like infesting everything and then in the post-credits you're Uncle Peach, the pig person who's like your uncle and kind of guardian figure throughout the game, you've rescued him and you find out that he's actually infected and the only cure was destroyed in the like aftermath of saving the planet and you're like, well now what? No, Paige uh, you're infected, what are we going to do? How are we going to save you? <laughs> that's it like, just ends. That's like a uh... Will Smith's dog getting infected in I Am Legend, and he has to murder oh, him gosh. right there. <laughs> Dude, talk about tearjerker. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't care about any of the people getting infected, but as soon as that dog had to get killed, <laughs> oh, terrible waterworks. <laughs> but yeah, man, like, so that Half Life Two has just always been that game that like i don't know i bought a new computer for it because <laughs> i was so ready to play um mostly for counter-strike source that was my big thing because i saw the source engine um i actually had the beta they did a counter-strike source beta launch if you pre-ordered uh, half-life 2 so i remember pre-ordering half-life 2 and then i talked to a couple friends and i was going to community college at the time when half-life 2 came out um, or like right, it was right before I went to UMBC and moved away, but they, um, this guy I was in class with was a big Counter-Strike fan too, but he didn't have it pre-ordered or anything. And I got up in the middle of class and he's like, where are you going? And I was like, Counter-Strike <laughs> source beta comes out at noon. I got to get home. And he's like, no, <laughs> he was so blown that I had the beta. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, just like I bought a new computer at the time. I think it was like a. Oh, what the hell did I buy? It was probably like some AMD system. Cause that's what I've always ran. And then I uh, I bought a 9600 XT ATI card. And um, I ran that. Like I bought that so I could play like Doom 3. And every everything before that I had was garbage as far as my PC. That was probably one of my better PC builds I ever made. But that was also at the time when I had uh, no bills and lived at home and... Uh, every bit of money I made, I could blow on useless stuff. It was fantastic. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, that that game is just awesome. So, but Half Life Alex. Replaying the game. <laughs> you I'm go, just go the ahead. Last two things I want to say. <laughs> no, go Replaying those games. What it still holds up today. It's an amazing game. Oh, absolutely. Um, what really stood out to me is just how phenomenal the world building and the sound design is in half-life 2 it's just uh, so good fantastic. the sound effects are just so classic and they still hold today and yeah watching the trailer for half-life alex hearing those sound effects it's like 
oh my gosh, you're home again. Just like so that. Please tell me, tell me, tell me about Half Life, Alex. So before we do, <laughs> like, just to to comment on what you're saying there, um, like, just a little details is what makes Half Life so good. Um, mm-hmm. Half Life Two had, you know, the Source engine was like so much stuff was you could interact with. You know, you throw a grenade and anything in the room just blew up. And he went with it. Um, you could pick up cans. You could pick up briefcases. You pick up trash on the street. Um, you know, <laughs> and like throw it at the guards. And throw it at the guards. And that's <laughs> and that's something I want to get at too, because it's like that beginning scene is like they built into the AI that all those guards, they're not going to take your. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you throw a you know you throw a piece of trash at them. They're like you hear that. Get back here. And then they, you hear the, the club come the out. And you, yeah, you hear it later. Like, everything was just done so well. And, um, you know, then, and like when the grenades would go off, you'd get that, that buzzing in, um, you know, like your aftershock buzz. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're playing the game wearing headphones or something, like, you hear that high pitch and it just fades away. And it's, it's just done so well. It feels like you're a part of that world. So, with that said, though, Half Life Alex was phenomenal like i i've always been skeptical of vr um that's always something that i've been like i don't know like you know vr i don't know what it's gonna be like you know i don't think it's that great blah 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 but then i tried you know we went to jake's house and we tried out his oculus and i was like this is really cool but the only way i'm going to appreciate it is if i get one so I bought an Oculus years ago. I've talked about this before. After getting it, I really liked it. Um, playing you know, like um, Robot Recall was one of the games that was very well done, kind of like an on-rail shooter, like um, House of the Dead, something like that. Um, but Beat Saber was like what sold it to me. Beat Saber <laughs> was – it's just done so well in VR. You feel like you're there. It's a very comfortable game, so you're not getting motion sickness. Like, I played Project Cars the day I bought the thing, and I, like, almost threw up, and I felt sick for the rest of the day. So um, that was my biggest issue with VR after doing that was motion sickness. And I really haven't played much more other than, like, you know, I've played some golf simulators, and I've played, uh, like, the roller coaster simulators and stuff like that. And some game where you like blocking pucks like you're a goalie, um, which is all cool and they're very comfortable. But I was always afraid of playing a, an intense game like Half Life Half Life Alex. So one of the things that Half Life Alex gives you the option to is to play in what they call Blink Mode, and Blink Mode is what they use in Robo Recall. If you I play that. Like- teleporting movement correct so so you teleport which is it's funny because i did play this uh there's like a fan-made game in uh steam called portal vr stories it's like a fan-made vr portal yeah game. yeah i think I, you let me try like a level of that yeah and it's it's really cool i mean it's really short but it's probably like 15 test chambers or something like that but it's kind of the same thing like that's how you move in that game mm-hmm. so for portal it works great you, you know, you zoom over here, you shoot your portal, you zoom there, you drop your item in, and, you know, you figure out the puzzle. Um, Half-Life Alex has that same feature. So, initially, I did use that feature, but when you get to battles, it's kind of hard if there's more than, like, one thing going on. 
Um, if you need to run away, there is... So the way it works is your left stick would be your movement, just like it would be on a controller. But then your right stick would turn you like 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. So you can do a quick, a quick turnaround. Um, obviously, though, you can move your head as well. Um, depending on how your VR setup is, it just really depends. So I have two sensors, no sensor behind me. So if I turn like this, if I turn like, oh, I unplugged my headset. <laughs> but if I plug to like a point where I'm like 180 around, I can't he I can't see the sensors I have for my Oculus. Right. So so what happens is my hands pretty much just fly away, or they start glitching and I can't shoot the gun and it just like on the screen you'll see a hand just doing this <laughs> in VR. It's really weird, but um, but anyway, I was really afraid of the motion sickness. Playing in the blink mode, it was fine. Um, first thing i did when i get into the game you start on top of a roof and it's it's like alex's hideout and you're looking around and it looks like was city 17 is that that's what it was in half-life 2 that you have to escape that's from what it's called. Yeah. so you're you're up there and you see the the people in like the blue suits and everything the blue jumpsuits just kind of talking and carrying on um and it gives you like just basics of like you know you could pick up items and throw them and then you go talk to a radio you start talking to your dad and stuff like that so i don't want to get into like the whole story but mm -hmm. um just that's just like the intro so you just kind of get a feel for moving around in this little confined area to go find you know your first mission to what, what you need to do um but then like you get to the point where you meet up with your dad and his buddy Russ and you get gravity gloves, which is the replacement. It's supposed to be the prototype for the gravity gun because this game is a prequel to half-life two. Um, it's the, the gloves work really well. Um, you point at it and you'll get like a, as soon as you get something within your reach that you can teleport back to you to like grapple it, It'll get an orange glow to it. You click it, and then you just flick it back, and then you catch it. And you're doing this by hitting the trigger button on the Oculus. Um, but anyway, that's just kind of the mechanics. The guns feel really good when you're shooting guns because it just it feels like you're shooting a gun. You actually hold it up and aim it, and you know um, you can get a laser sight at one point in the game, and that makes it much easier. Because before I had the laser sight, you're actually like. I was actually trying to aim it <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was looking down at. Um, there's there's ammo everywhere. You just you look around the rooms. Um, you can go up and open almost every drawer in the game, um, just like the Source Engine, but, you know, expanded because you can just pretty much grab anything in the room. There's, there's a small handful of stuff that you can't pick up. Um, the combat is really good, but that's what I was getting at with the blink mode. So, kind of jumping all over the place, trying to figure out the best <laughs> way to explain this. <laughs> Sorry. So, the blink mode, it works well unless you're in heavy combat. There's a couple times where I'd have two or three combine coming after me, and there was nothing I could do. Like, if I was blinking, I would... I started talking about the controllers... 
Mm-hmm. So with that 180, the the 90 degree turnaround that I was talking about on the right stick, if you're in blink mode and you hit back, it would actually jump you back like three feet at a time, but you'd have to like keep clicking back on it to, to run away. Right. I didn't really figure that out until I died a bunch because what I would try to do is hit back on the other joystick. And what that did was teleport me forward. So I would try to run away from a combine, and I would just warp right into him. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then I, it was just—it was getting really bad. So um, I did end up playing in then another mode they have called continuous mode, which is essentially just like you're playing on any um, first-person shooter. Left stick moves you around freely throughout the world. Um, the way I had it set up was wherever your head turns is the direction it would move you in. But I really tried to not use that. Um, like I, cause again, my setup's not very good for that. The way mm. I did it was I used the 90 degree rotation. So I basically was just playing it with a controller. Mm. Uh, but, but then it still gave me the free reins to look around so I could look anywhere I wanted to. And, you know, it gives you that ability to shoot and the quick turnaround and the runaway and stuff like that. But every time I played that, up until, like, the last two days I played it, I felt like I was going to throw up. Like, <laughs> I don't know why, but, like, it literally, like, I'd get this pressure on my face. I don't know if it was from my headset, but then I'd get real hot and I just felt like I was going to throw up. It was the worst feeling. <laughs> Um, and that's and that's what sucks about VR. Like I, if this game, it took me, the came, game came out on the twenty third, and I beat it. I think I beat it last week. I think I beat it on like the ninth. Took you about two or three weeks. It took like two or three weeks to beat that yeah. game. When and it, it was only like thirteen hours, I think, is what I played it in Steam. So thirteen hours. If this was a normal first person shooter on PC, I would have had that beaten like the next day. <laughs> just because I, I wouldn't have gone to sleep. I would have stayed up late and just beaten it because I would have been so sucked into it. Yeah. And and that's that's a shame because the game was fantastic. But I don't know how, like, I think about if they could have done it, and I think they could. They could have done a lot of the same puzzles. It just would have been, instead of you actually doing it, mm-hmm. it just would have been a button command that would have picked up the items or, like, the gravity. So, you would just use your mouse to aim for everything. Do you feel like it? sacrifice like gameplay for immersion or um it's hard to say because it was done so well like the game like like the immersion definitely took a step up for sure the immersion was amazing the gameplay was fantastic it was was the best vr experience i've had like beat saber i love but that's a totally different experience Mm -hmm. like then the beat saber is very you know just one track guitar hero essentially i mean this is this is full world immersion and it was just very 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 well done um if if you're a half-life fan it's it's a must play for sure it's it's a shame that you can't play it without vr but if you play it you're going to want to buy a vr system <laughs> like i'm it's no joke like you start playing it if you're a big half-life fan you're gonna want to finish it because it's just that good um just <sighs> yeah it's yeah I, i'm <laughs> really really hoping like 
PlayStation 5, gets some new controllers, and this somehow finds its way home there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very possible. I mean, they said they said they aren't ruling it out at the moment mm-hmm. for a PSVR it's probably, release. probably be another, like, two years, if that, if it does but, come to that. But I think the big thing I was afraid of, I was afraid it was going to be exclusive to the Valve Index, which is Valve's VR system, which... It's like a grand, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I think it'd be, you know, I'm sure it's great. You know, our buddy has it. I haven't checked it out yet because of everything going on right now. Um, but it's it's supposed to be really good. I just I don't know how much better than than an Oculus it is. Um, the Oculus has some issues with like I get like a if there's like a dark screen, you can see the you can see the screens lit up in your eyes so like you Mm. know you're looking at something it's kind of weird it's not like a true black like screen you're looking at i know that the riff the riff quest has the oled screen that's supposed to help with that so it might be better on that because you can use the quest to play riff games you just have to use uh the link cable that they released for that because the quest is a all an all-in-one unit that doesn't have wires and it doesn't require sensors or anything like mine. Um, but, you know, I've there's just little things like that. And then one issue I have with VR, too, is reading text is always kind of blurry. And um, if you look at, like, for instance, in, in Half-Life Alex, it'll say, like, push trigger to continue. And it's typically on, like, a gray or a black background when it says that. And when I look at it, I get, like, lens flare off the white text. So it kind of, like, it, like, puts out this, like, halo effect off the white. And that's, even if I, like, you know, clean my lenses, it doesn't matter. It's just, I think it's just the way that the light reflects off of the lens, the way that the lens is designed. Gotcha. Um, So I don't know if that's different on any of the other VR units, because I've only played, you know, I've played the Oculus because I have it, and I've played the the vive htc vive at um when we did that mario kart vr oh yeah <laughs> down in um dc so but but the game though fantastic the ending i i can't mention it just because <laughs> you haven't played it yet and i don't want to spoil it for you and, and this, you, this one is still recent so yeah and if you beat it yeah <laughs> if you beat it anyone listens you beat it stay to the end after the credits don't skip okay. the credits. Awesome. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so good. The so whole Valve game. back? Valve, <laughs> Valve, Valve has proven that they, they can make games. Like, <laughs> if they want to make a game, they can make a game. They, like, a good game, not just some card game. <laughs> so, it was, it was awesome. I was so blown away. I mean, I pre-ordered that game the day they announced it. I, like, I went on Steam immediately and was like, Boom, I'm so glad I have a VR system right now. <laughs> I have friends that have, you know, I have I have one one of uh, my buddies, you know, Mike, he uh, he's trying to look for a VR system right now. He's been talking to me a lot about, you know, recommendations, what to use. Oh, and, cool. And um, um, one of my other friends, he, uh, he was like, man, I wish I had a VR. This is, I'm so jealous you have this. this you know, if I played it, I'm going to, that's going to make me buy it. 
<laughs> so he even said he said half-life alex will be the thing that makes him buy a vr system which is going to mean he has to buy a new computer too yeah that, that's the main thing that's holding me back is like i don't really want to upgrade my computer right now it's like i mean i'm content at the moment honestly you can get away with running like a 1070 a 1060 or 1070 which will probably run you like two three hundred bucks for the video yeah. card and then the, and then the vr and then you gotta said, then you gotta then... buy the vr so you're looking you're probably looking about 700 bucks if your video yeah, card can't that, handle that's that's why i was budget when i looked at it I was do you like, know what, uh, do you know what video card you have now Offhand. I think everything was just slightly below the specs that it needed okay. when I looked it up. So gotcha. yeah. <laughs> I needed to upgrade everything pretty yeah. much. That's the way mine was. Yeah. I just needed, I really just needed the video card. And, yeah. um, but then I ended up just building a whole new machine. Cause I got, <laughs> I got excited when I bought a, but, but then again, that's the same thing <laughs> we all did with half-life two. So yeah, it's exactly. it, it all comes back when, the, when there's a game that, you know, you <laughs> is going to push the limits of what you have. You're, you know, you're all inclined to so, do what it takes. I'm, I'm definitely inclined to do it at some point. I'm just kind of waiting and seeing right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, no reason to rush into it if, you, if you're not, you know... If I didn't have the VR system already, it would have been a little, yeah. you know, tough. <laughs> but I, I probably wouldn't have, you know, pre-ordered it the day it came out and all that stuff. We did, we did get that stimulus money, though, Ooh. so... No. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, so, I mean, there's, it's, it's really hard to explain how good the game is until you play it. Like, and I know I completely butchered that segment talking back and forth, but it's super exciting, um, to play. And, you know, I'm as as exciting as was, though, I'm glad it's over just because I was literally getting motion sick like every other night (laughs) because (laughs) I can only play for about an hour. It was about an hour. It would make me sick. But then the last the last two nights, I got about a two-hour session, and then I saw I was one chapter away. And then the next night, I yeah. um, <laughs> the next night I had another like two-hour session. Just gotta finish it. it at that point. Yeah, yeah, just going through. But I actually was okay after that. It wasn't as bad. I, I was a little nauseous, but I wasn't like <laughs> like. And there were some nights I was like, I gotta have some soup and lay down like I'm, i need something to like settle my stomach like because uh, i just is horrible but i don't know just play it please <laughs> do yourself a favor and play it so good uh so there's, there's there's one one other game you've been playing recently you actually streamed a little bit of it and i jumped online to watch yeah so um if you guys have made it this far into the half-life rant um <laughs> We uh, oh, we, time stamps to the video. Yeah, we should have we, sh- we should have uh, announced this in the beginning, but uh, we've been uh, trying to add some more content to the YouTube channel. Um, this kind of recently started, and that's kind of what was like, hey, let's let's get another episode in. It's been a while, and um, <laughs> and you know I'm actually playing games again, so um, it's definitely more fun this way. But um, we've been streaming live. Um, Patrick has been streaming Chrono Trigger, which. I've yes. been He's been wanting... trying to get me to play for <laughs> years now. <laughs> I, I met Patrick in like 2014 or something like that at work. And um, yeah, I've been bugging him since then. Like, you haven't played Corona Trigger? How have you been such a huge fan? Super Nintendo is your favorite system and you've never played Corona Trigger. What is wrong with you? So, and I'm not even an RPG guy. Like, I am not an RPG guy at all, but I love Corona Trigger. 
but uh, we'll let Patrick talk about that. Um, I actually jumped in, and uh, he's been bugging me for probably about the same amount of time to play Toki Tori. It's definitely not on the same level as Chrono Trigger. No, but no. <laughs> it's not at all. It's a game I knew he would love playing. So I was like, yeah. hey, come on, play it. You'll like it. So, yeah, so there's a there's a video up of me playing uh, levels two through three, or two through four. I didn't beat four. I just got to it. Um, of Toki Tori on our YouTube channel. So check that out. Uh, the game's a, it's a fun puzzle game. You're this little, like, is he a duck or a chicken? Duck? I don't know. Duck, chicken, something. Bird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's not really sure. Yeah. He's this little bird and, uh, you, you have to collect eggs, um, in this little puzzle maze thing, but you get power ups that are kind of like, kind of like the power ups you'd you have. You have like a, a finite amount of power-ups per stage you can only have so many yeah Yeah. like some might be unlimited but then you might only have like one bridge building power-up or one block moving power-up or you know something like that but the game it it reminded me of lemmings just in the fact of having these little tools at the bottom and as soon as he showed it to me he so he told me to get it because I've just been putting it off. He's told me in the past, and I forgot to buy it when it was on sale. He messages me, and he's like, it's 50 cents, Chad. Buy it. It's 50 cents. And, and, I was and like, if I upload this video on time, it's 50 cents through April 23rd. Come ooh, on, everyone. You yeah. should get it. It's, <laughs> spend some gold coins that you have laying around. And that's what sold me on it. I was like, you know what, Patrick? Like, and it, 50 cents, I would have bought it for 50 cents. But the fact that Patrick said, use your gold coins. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have all these Nintendo gold coins that I have nothing to do with. <laughs> Let me let me do that. So, um, did it immediately? Fired it up and saw that it was you know this little puzzle collecting game with like lemming style power ups. I was like, this is really interesting. I'm very into this. Um, I beat the first world and I stopped, but then that night I started streaming it. He jumped on the chat and he was helping me out. We were going back and forth on like what to do. He was laughing at me, I'm sure, a few times because I didn't know what I was doing and. You'll see how how dumb I am <laughs> on some of these puzzles <laughs> when I'm just sitting there racking my brain over something that's so obvious. But um, but it, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm on World Four now. Um, I played it a little bit last night. Got a little frustrated. Looked up a couple of the levels just because I was I was just so stuck. I was like, this isn't gonna happen. And um, yeah, that that's something I've I've been playing a little bit as well. Um, outside of that, I haven't really played much uh just a lot of half-life in the in the last six months just trying to get through through that and then the toki tori so let's move on to you buddy all right well as chad mentioned before we started streaming and i started streaming chrono trigger for the first time ever after how old is this game? 25 years? 95, I think, is when it came I, out. I think it's 25, yeah. 95 or 96 is when it came out. Yeah. And it amazes me how ahead of this of its time this game was. It is full of such amazing creative ideas. Like, such a unique battle system. Loads of, like, creative animations. Really cool characters and world building. It's just, wow, it is a really cool game. The so animation I'm... of the characters is something I've always loved with that game. Just like, like the thing you did 
um, the 80, was it the, no, not the 80 point game, the 40 point game you did where you have to like mimic Carano oh, in, yeah, the, yeah, in the yeah. tent. That <laughs> is just so funny to me. Like his little laugh where he looks like he's got his mouth open and he's laughing and, uh, and a surprise. And yeah. uh, just that, that was just so and the, cool. And then the way they dance and stuff and like, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, they had the dancing and like the, uh, prehistoric age stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this, all the animations in that game are fantastic. Yeah. And, the, the best Every, by far. So the way the frog's throat expands yeah. and the way the girl just like jumps up with all her arms and legs in the air. It's just, it, it makes you so endeared to every character in yeah, this they're game. Just, they're so expressive. and But by far the best face though is the Chancellor when he drops his jaw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like drops all the way to the floor. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> That's like the best animation they have in that game though. Uh, but, oh my gosh. But the game's charming though. Like it's just so good. Like like the robot rapping in the millennial fair yes um and and if and i always sing it you can sing the lyrics to the beat that's playing in the background like it, it fits perfectly it's so good and i always sing it like Hi, my name is gato <laughs> and i'm always singing that when i when i play that game because i every time i start up the game i play through the millennial fair i go back in time and then that's usually when i turn it off <laughs> so i know that part so well yeah, like the Millennial Fail was really cleverly thought out, especially how it all kind of comes together for the court case scene afterwards. Yes. It's like, wow, every little decision really. Everything you do in that game. A... Yeah, that was a really cool moment. And Yeah, I was really looking forward to you getting to that part <laughs> just, just to see what your reaction would have been. Um, I was actually telling Vivi, I was like, hold on. Patrick says he's almost at the court scene and she actually um Brody was going upstairs he's climbing up the stairs to go to his room and I like ran after him and she was like no no he's almost at the court scene because I had it on the tv in the living room and because she saw the courtroom and she was like no come here watch it I was like all right cool so I ran downstairs and and watched she went upstairs with him and I ran back downstairs so I could watch you know you play that part to get because I knew you as soon as I saw you play I knew you're gonna be guilty oh yeah just based on that old man's lunch so many times (laughs) you know it makes it so much more difficult if you don't steal his lunch because when you're fighting gato or whatever to get the um to get the points just so much easier to heal then oh because it heals everything it's like yeah hbmp restored just you're just a thief i thought i was like relatively nice throughout the rest of the festival but apparently not yeah right the only good thing i did was help that girl find her cat <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's great and then that that impossible impossible soda guzzling contest oh gosh so like, impossible the only way i ever beat that as a kid was with a i had a turbo uh, was a, i think it was like ascii was the brand it had a turbo button so i just a and i hold it down and and that's the only way you could do it i have a i have an snes advantage now that would do it but um yeah that was the only the only way you could beat that thing like it didn't matter i've never seen anyone beat that like just using their their finger <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's possible to be honest like i really don't i don't know how you could push the button any faster than what you or i have done yeah nah you're always I mean, never, one can I'm off. usually bad at those mini games anyways, so but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're always like one can off. Yep. So uh, but yeah, the game the game is great. I am absolutely loving it. But like combat is really fun, like getting into the flow of figuring out patterns and like 
how to attack and stuff and combining your moves with your allies is really cool that's like my favorite part of chrono trigger mm-hmm. as the as story you... beats are really great too it just like keeps pulling you along with just interesting kind of like beats that's like oh wait actually there's something else that we need to do and it just keeps adding layers and layers yeah <sighs> I know I said I wanted to watch you play it, so I didn't have to play it again. But after watching you play it, I want to play it again. <laughs> and I almost fired it up, but now that you're like you're like twelve hours in, ten hours in, something like that. I'm about twelve hours in now. Yeah. So. Now that you're about that far in, I'm I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to play that much right now. <laughs> if I had it on Switch Online on the SNES app on Switch, I'd probably play it, but. I, l- I looked it up online. I think it's like about a 20, 25 hour game. Okay. So just over I think, halfway. I think we're about at the halfway point now. Maybe a little past it. Yeah, I don't so. remember a lot of what what was going on yesterday. I don't remember a lot of that. Um, <laughs> there's just bits and pieces that I, I like I said, I, I beat the game as a kid. I remember like taking my Super Nintendo to my grandma's house while my mom was at work and that's where I beat it. And the copy I had was my friend's. He let me borrow it. And and he's found a bunch of his Super NES games that he had as a kid. And, um, like, the Mega Man X I have was his. And it actually had his name written on the back of it that I wrote on it. <laughs> like, it was my handwriting from a kid. Like, I wrote his name on it because he let me borrow it. And, um, you know, so I have that copy. I have his... I have his um, contra three because we did some trading he wanted some i forgot what he wanted and i was like well give me this and i'll give you these i think it was some gamecube games i was like here you can have all these for you know the super nance games that was when i was like hardcore into collecting and um but i always wanted his copy of chrono trigger because it had my save on it (laughs) because i borrowed it i beat it i got the rainbow sword which is like a special quest sword you get in the game which i don't even i don't even remember how you get it but i know you talked to an old man that told you about rainbow i do remember i do remember that conversation with yes. the old man i don't it. i don't remember how you do it but i did yeah. it as a kid i think i had a game pro or something that kind of you know mentioned what to do um but i remember i did it as a kid i had that i beat lavos and i remember my friend i don't think he ever beat it at least as kids i think he's beaten it since but um, I remember calling him, like, you know, 95, 96, I was, like, 10, 10, 11 years old. So <laughs> I, like, called him up and was like, I beat Lavos! And he's like, no way, get out of here, how'd you do it? And, you know, just one of those kid moments where, you know, you're you're on top of the world because you beat a video game. <laughs> <laughs> So it was it was really cool, and the fact that it was like I didn't like RPGs. Like I tried playing Final Fantasy, I tried playing Earthbound when I was a kid, and I just didn't like it. But there mm-hmm. was something about and like I, it's funny because I look back and I love Earthbound now. Yeah, looking at it, just like the whole like concept. Earthbound of... just has like good humor and like a quirkiness to it. Yeah, but I just I think as a kid I didn't appreciate that. Yeah, there was, it's definitely, yeah. There was something about Chrono Trigger that I think it was because I played it with my friend. Like, we used to, he used to come over every single night when I was a kid. Like, or like every weekend. So I'd either go to his house or he'd come to my house. So we would sit there and play video games. But I think he started playing Chrono Trigger one night and I started watching it and I just was like, 
time travel what <laughs> this is so cool like it just sucked me in like back to the future was like yeah you know that was the kind of thing that was you know relating to me and mm-hmm. yeah that is, that is such a cool concept that it plays so well in the game like it really integrates it into the story into like the gameplay of like the world and yeah it's so cool and then Colonel Trigger does have its own quirkiness, I should be fair, too. That's incredibly charming. Like, I love how the time gates are all placed in, like, very unique and creative fashions. Like, the prehistoric age, you fall down a cliff because it's in midair. Or in the, uh, I think it was the medieval age, it's, like, in somebody's cabinet that you, like, bust out of. And <laughs> Actually, that's, um... That's the present time after oh, the Magus. Present time. Yeah, 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 on the south side. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the present time when Magus's army is taken over. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, the game is just so good, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Like just the story and everything. The so. like I said, I don't even like I don't even like RPGs, but like the triple attack yeah. stuff. Like when you <laughs> when you got the I forgot what it's called. Triple. What was, what's the one you always use? Was Lately, triple finish, triple raid, or... triple raid. I think it's what it triple was raid. Yeah. As soon as you got that, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the one that's awesome." Like you got to use that. And then I remember <laughs> hearing you say, "Like oh wow," because like the first time you did it, you did like seven hundred damage. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "All right, this, this is my party for the rest of the game now." Yeah, right. So that's pretty much <laughs> the way it goes. Um, but and then like Robo with his like awesome laser attack yep. and yeah, that's those Robo is my favorite. Robo Frog Chrono is pretty much what i've always used i've always loved the x strike with the uh, chrono and frog glenn mm. if you will and um <laughs> yeah that that game is just i don't know i i, I can't not love that game <laughs> yeah that i when i finish this game i will definitely be amending my top 100 games list probably even like my top 20 list is it's definitely going up way up there this yeah, game man. is pretty amazing. So good. I love, like, the... It's just something that the <laughs> Super Nintendo did a lot of, and that was a lot of the, like, massive sprite bosses. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, you have, like, the dragon tank is this massive thing. It's, like, the first really big thing you fight. You've got the skeleton. Um, you've got that big demon that you fought last night with the two yeah. fists. Like, <laughs> huge, huge enemies on the screen. And, I mean, it's easier to do that in a turn, you know, turn-based setting. Because it's very subtle animations that it's doing but yeah square awesome. square has always been like the masters of like really great detailed kind of characters and then just going to town with like special effects and like spells that just like flash all over the screen <laughs> yeah and, and i mean that's like that's that's what final fantasy 7 does and that's yeah. why every, everyone's you know completely stoked for the remake right now um I, I don't yeah, know. Every, everyone's playing the Final Fantasy VII remake, and here I am playing this 25-year-old Super Nintendo game. <laughs> but it's better. Probably. I said it. I said it. <laughs> I, I've heard it's really good. I've heard the remake no, is really I, good. I, I want to play the remake, too, at some point. Probably after Chrono Trigger, but yeah. Chrono Trigger has my full attention right now. I well, have I should so say many. half my attention. I have so many. <laughs> I have so many games I need to play like from Square. I have, like... I have basically, other than Final Fantasy VII, I haven't played any Final Fantasy games. Yeah, I, I mostly watch my siblings play them just because I can't really get into them as much. There's something about it that's just 
a threshold RPG to RPG for me. Yeah. With like all the items and random battles and turn basedness. It's yeah. And that's what I don't think that's what I think Chrono does a good balance of. I'd mm-hmm. say the only thing with Chrono that gets annoying is when you have to backtrack and you have to like refight the same enemies. Yeah. Like I mean but you can avoid a lot of the enemies too. You can you avoid them on in screen. some areas, yeah. Yeah. So so, that's, so it that's is nice. It is good. Um I wish more games were like Earthbound where you have the the level up system and where enemies will run away from you because they know they're weaker than you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that's a fantastic system that everything should implement. Um, <laughs> just seriously, like there's so much time wasted fighting things that like, why, what's the point of fighting something that you just got to hit a to one time and you'll get like two experience and you get two experience. So instead yeah. <laughs> earthbound just gives you the experience, gives you the item they drop and you move along. Like, it's the first time I played Earthbound and that happened, well, recently, because as a kid, I didn't really appreciate mm-hmm. Earthbound at all. Um, awesome. Like, that just blew my mind. It is both a time saver while still making you feel empowered, because you're like, look, I'm so strong, they're running away, and I just, like, auto-win. Well, then it, wants, it makes you want yeah. to fight them, too, because I'll chase yeah. them down. They'll run away, and I'll chase No, you get back here. I'm going to get <laughs> my experience. <laughs> so it makes, it adds that to the game. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, it's. It's just very, and it adds well adds to like the tension when like enemies are chasing you. You're like, yeah. oh gosh, yeah, I I should probably back up here. <laughs> or they get you from behind and yeah. the screen goes red and you're like, no. it's, it's such a good first attack. tug and pull kind of yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, they've done great. But but as far as like yeah RPGs, I I have I have to beat Earthbound. I have to do, you know, everyone's told me Final Fantasy two, Final Fantasy three, well five and six I guess is what it really is. But um, I haven't played either of those. Um, I need to. I have them both. They're both on the <laughs> shelf over there. Um, I just never played them. Hopefully, they'll come Hopefully. to Switch Online. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's really what it is. I mean, I just don't want to sit in front of a you know screen. Although I did play Half Life Two and VR and a bunch of stuff <laughs> recently. <laughs> but it's just different. It's just different. It all requires the right amount of convenience versus motivation. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So um yeah so but, go on you, you had another game you're playing as well yes because chrono trigger is only taking half my attention the other which if you want to tune in for that we're gonna i'm usually streaming tuesdays thursdays and saturdays so yeah. but they're all recorded too if you miss an episode and want to watch and catch up um do it subscribe the other <laughs> the other half of my attention of course has been animal crossing new horizons which has couldn't have come at a per- more perfect time right now. It has been a saving grace for my sanity. <laughs> just chilling out, building my island. It's just the most relaxing game and also most obsessive game I could possibly have right now. <laughs> this is all you, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Like, you don't know how much I am actually obsessing over this game. I've gotten to the point where I'm now researching online what villagers i want on my island and then how to make my own custom amiibo card so that i can recruit them onto my island and then looking up what house exteriors they have so that i can properly arrange them on my island so that they look nice next to each other (laughs) i will say I, i do like the fan community that's made um like clothing and stuff like custom clothing custom oh, items that like awesome really yeah. cool i saw i saw a lot of stuff like band like people put like 
like record covers in their house, like hanging them on the mm-hmm. walls and um, custom art. People made like sports jerseys and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I saw the caps. The caps had a. Uh, yeah. There's some caps jerseys, <laughs> some NHL jerseys, and like people. Like I saw some people on Facebook groups I'm in that are like, "Look, I made myself," and they put a picture of themselves and then a picture of them in Animal Crossing, and it's the same shirt, <laughs> same hat. So like I was like, "That's that's really neat. It's it's definitely charming." I just personally don't think i would be into it so but i do think there's a lot of cool things you can do in it yeah you, you might be surprised i don't know i i feel like you it finds your hooks in some way that something compels you or speaks to you like oh i really like this aspect of the game and then you just die full into it um like the fishing or donating to the museum or building that perfect house or landscaping your island or I don't know, just whacking your villagers with nets, whatever entertains you. It's just... <laughs> I, I do enjoy seeing the pictures of the people that got stung by bees. Yeah. And they're like, uh, <laughs> face all or blown hunting up. hunting tarantulas is so much fun in the game. Oh my gosh. It's like both in- terrifying and exhilarating and it never loses that anxiety every time you see one. You're like, oh my gosh, I like scream every time. I have a lot of friends. Running. <laughs> I have a lot of friends who are playing it right now actually that... um. I don't think you know any of them, but they um, they've been posting their their gameplay too on my Facebook and or on the timeline and um, their friend code, so you can go to their island and stuff. So I'll have to give you those um, cool. later. You have to check them out. But yeah, yeah they've uh, everyone's loving it though. Like everyone who's playing it's loving it, and that's great. That's yeah, it's really it's, good. It's except for <laughs> except for the like, Easter. <laughs> oh. oh, oh. Bunny Day sucked. It was the worst. Like, oh, it's such a stupid event. Just flooding your island with eggs that no one wants. Every fish you catch is not a fish. You see thousands of balloons flying over to the point where you just start ignoring them because it's just cashed on more eggs. It's just... <laughs> uh, but the cherry blossoms were cool, so that was, I guess that redeemed a little bit but <laughs> yeah. I, I like i said I, I don't know i just i've seen people just constantly complaining yeah. on like the ign board we're on and oh gosh like it was bad just, everyone's so angry but, but, but at the same time it was kind of like entertaining how annoying it was and how angry people were getting so yeah exactly <laughs> that's kind of what i like as an outsider i'm just like hi ah, you guys are so mad it's great yeah. <laughs> but if i can i'm like I'm going to ban that bunny from my airport. I'm going to be like, Dodos, do not let that bunny back on my island. <laughs> he is banned. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this game is so much fun. It's definitely like my favorite game in the series for sure. Um, and I'm almost done sculpting my perfect island. I'm trying to like half emulate uh, Windfall Island from the Wind Waker because I love Wind Waker. Of course, it's kind of hard to do because that island did not have any rivers, and I got to have some rivers on my island. So it's, that's why I was like half inspired. <laughs> but I got the like little cliff top edge with the grave on top, and that has the lagoon underneath, and the like market district that's on the right side of the island that slopes up. So it's pretty cool. And the, lots of windmills in the middle. So yeah. I was going to say you could just do a recreation <laughs> of the, the Legend of Zelda map since you have. Rivers I've seen some awesome it, so. recreations online of like lots of different Zelda maps, and they are pretty cool. So mine's not not nearly as 
identical as that. It's just loosely inspired because I still want my own kind of touches. Like I, I gotta have my fruit orchard and I gotta have, you know, my fishing post and stuff like that. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's been a lot of fun. I won't, I won't drag on because I'm sure I'll talk to, more about it in future episodes. Hey, but... it's okay. We're we're almost an hour deep and we haven't got through our first segment, so. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> go ahead. This is probably this is probably a good stopping point. We'll take a break here. We'll have that little. Why not take a break? And we'll see what other topics we might be able to cover before we drone on too long here. <laughs> it's okay. Got plenty of time. Got all the time in the world. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. All right. We'll be right back. playing something else together. yes there's one more game we've been kind of in quarantine playing with other friends online quarantine so. is such a good term for this game <laughs> so we've been playing uh with two other friends of ours we've been playing left for dead 2 um old games yes but fantastic multiplayer games um for sure i me and the same friends, we used to play um, Left 4 Dead 1 all the time. Like, we played, this was probably 2000, it had to have been 2009, because that was when I got let go from the company I was working with, when I used to work with him. And, um, but we played this game nonstop. Like, every night, you, you gonna play, you gonna play, and we'd get at least three, join in, have some random with us, and, and we'd just go on playing Left 4 Dead. Um... Pre-ordered to, I think we all bought it together. I think they had like a four pack you could buy, and it was cheaper if you bought like four copies of it or something like that. <laughs> it was. I remember we did something like that. At least that rings a bell. But um, but anyway, I only ended up playing like I looked at my Steam stats and I played like seven point eight hours total, which I was shocked by because <laughs> I was just like I knew I didn't play a lot of it, but I was like really under ten hours. Like that's crazy because. The first one I had, I think I had like 20 hours or so, at least. We played all the time, though, for at least... There was like a one week where we were playing every single night. But I don't know how accurate Steam is with the counts, because I know all I did in high school was play Counter-Strike, and it says, especially... Well, I guess Source. I played a lot of Source, though, too, but it says I've only played 120 hours of Source. <laughs> I played 120 hours of Breath of the Wild, and I know I've played Source way more than Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I played I played Source throughout my entire college years. I played Source like like amateur professional, like you know, amateur leagues online, like before esports was a thing. And you know, we were terrible, but we but we did it. <laughs> so I know that I've played Counter Strike way more than I've ever you know played any game probably ever. But, but Left 4 Dead has been so much fun. Like we played, the first night we played, we played the first campaign, which is the, um, I forgot what it's called. It's the shopping mall. The shopping mall. Right, I forgot, right. forgot the level. I forgot what it's called. But I don't know the names. But 
But yeah, we played you the show. Fill up their car in the middle of the mall. Yeah, there's like, like a drive out. There's like the Dukes of Hazard or some like race car, and it's just some race car in the middle of the mall. You mm-hmm. got to fill up and and escape from the zombie horde, and just so much fun because you're working God. together and all. Please the... let the food court be all right. Oh yeah, <laughs> the one dude has the best lines in the game whatsoever. He's always like floating like yelling all angry and you know you get into the mall and he's like please let the food court be open lord and he's all excited and he's uh it's just great the, the the characters are really fun when you hear those when you hear the uh the little comments they make again valve does a great job making games when they make good games <laughs> when when they make a game that's like just i don't know first person shooters are just where they're at they're so good <laughs> they've done such a good job with that and left for dead is it's probably the best game that i've played with four people like it's just always fun again it's it, it'll probably get old for sure um after a while um that's what mm-hmm. left for dead 2 has a lot of maps which is really cool um left for dead 1 only had a handful so that's probably why I only have 20 hours because we probably played every one like multiple times within a week or two and then we just kind of fell off of it until the second one came out. Yeah. And then the second one came out and then I just was doing other stuff so didn't play it. <laughs> but It happens. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm so glad that um, you know, Jake and I were talking about playing games and um, Sadish told me the other day, he was like uh, last week what game are we playing this weekend let's play a game this weekend and <laughs> so when jake messaged me i was like i think he mentioned left for dead and i checked Sadi- i checked sedish's um uh steam account and saw he had it and then i was like i wonder if patrick has it checked it and saw you had it and, and i was looked, like it was excellent. one of my like, six games i have on steam. right i was so happy to see that you had it too so and i was like patrick will play it. and i figured you had it because if you because like, you just played Half-Life 2. Like, where did, did you play that on PC, or did you play that on... I actually played it on uh, PlayStation 3, oh, just because really? I had the orange box for that. Oh, wow, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought you played yeah. it on PC. So I mean, I originally played it on PC, but okay. that was like my brother's copy back in the day. Gotcha. So, so I assumed yeah. you had it because of orange box or whatever. <laughs> like, I just figured you had it due, you know... Good guess, though. Yeah. From buying it on there. <laughs> and that's why I checked and saw that you had it. So, But it, 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 now that you mentioned it, it's funny, because I... I remember looking at your Steam and see, not seeing Half-Life, <laughs> which is probably, you're probably one of the only people to not have Half-Life yeah. on your Steam account. <laughs> I, I used my brother's copies for, like, all those games back in the day. And so. I remember I remember you telling me that when um, yeah. when we talked about this in the past, so. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's been so much fun. And then, um, for anyone else listening, there's, there's an achievement where you have to carry a garden gnome and this is a thing that goes on within valve games it's gnome chomsky is his name gnome chomsky gnome yeah chomsky. I, I had vaguely been aware of it like i remembered it being a thing in half-life 2 uh, episode 2 it was like a mission although i completely forgot about it when i was playing half-life 2 now i kind of want to go back and <laughs> right <see. laughs> I know. so i, I kind of remember hearing about it but i never paid attention to it because i yeah. personally don't really care about achievements it's just not something like i'm not gonna chase down achievements um but this one i thought was fun just because it's the four of us playing together and it's stupid it's, it's silly and it's dumb so, well it's just the way but, so so if you haven't like, played it 
Like, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you want to jump in on this. No, 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 go, go. You got it. You got it. <laughs> I, was just, I was just gonna, cause I'll, I'll talk about it all night. <laughs> but what I, what I liked about it was that the fact that you had to win a carnival shooting range game. <laughs> To unlock the gnome. It wasn't just like the gnome was there, you pick it up, and then you have to carry it to the end. But you have to mm-hmm. play a game to get it. And it's just, it's so cool that that's, that's an object in the game you can do. You yeah. can play a mini game within a game where you're getting hunted by zombies. You... And then just, just the fact that you're, like, carrying around this big, stupid gnome being useless, and it's like... You're actually like holding it in the game. It's like staring you in the face. It's like taking up half your screen, like looking at yeah, you. Yeah, it's it's. And you ma- can use it to like bash zombies, <laughs> but it's like r- totally ineffective. Like oh, it, you managed to kill one hunter with it. <laughs> <laughs> it takes about six. I think it takes about six hits per per infected. Yeah. To kill it with it, and if you hit it too fast, it'll time out, so you can't hit anymore. Yeah, uh, you'll you'll like you're you'll get fatigued from hitting. <laughs> so um, from gnome whacking. <laughs> but that's I was actually reading a, a Noam Chomsky wiki on a Left 4 Dead 2 wiki to find out more about um, what games you know that's in. Um, but it's it was in a Half Life 2 episode two, like you said, mm-hmm. with the uh, you have to carry them to the rocket at the end of the game and launch them on the rocket. So in Half-Life 2, he doesn't break. In Left 4 Dead 2, he doesn't break. But in Half-Life Alex, apparently he's back and he does break. Oh my gosh. So I haven't played it, <laughs> but Jake has. Jake is, I think he said he was working on that gnome challenge right now on a second playthrough. So I don't think I'll do that just because Alex made me sick all the time and I don't want to, I don't want to even mess with that but it sounds fun for sure <laughs> but i kind of do want to go back and do half-life 2 now and carry, carry yeah. it through. but um i actually i know so so we did it we did the gnome chomsky garden gnome achievement um the other night well the first night we tried it and we had a tr- we had trouble getting through the last the gate to go to the last stage the last part of the stage. Yeah, and when the next level loaded, he wasn't there. Yeah, so we got through, and, and what we think happened was our buddy got in with the gnome, and I was dead. I was already dead. He, he like, threw it into the room. He so he wasn't, it. like, actually holding it, but he thought he threw it into the room. So what we think happened is he threw it into the room, but then Patrick and our other friend, they were down right outside the room. So when he opened the door, he thinks that the door, like, glitched and knocked the gnome out of the room probably that's what we think happened um so we beat the level but we didn't have the gnome after that that stage so it was really disappointing we had to go back so yeah then (laughs) so the next day i get a message from from our buddy jake and he's like you know i'm like hey what's up man he's like i kind of all i can think about saving gnome again we got to do it (laughs) i was like i was like all right so i messaged you know patrick and our other buddy sedition and uh, they all joined, and we successfully rescued Noam Chomsky the other night. So no, no man left behind. No man left behind, except although, for although, except for everybody <laughs> other than the gnome, because you all got taken down. We all like, nope. we we all died, and Patrick's the only one on the helicopter. I'm like, like this gnome's got to get out of here. Patrick's on the helicopter <laughs> with the gnome. I'm running towards the helicopter, and Patrick watches me just get murdered. <laughs> 
It's all because the helicopter spawned in the opposite ends of the stadium. Yeah. You're like, oh, no. I think the game knew that we had the gnome sitting by where it was going to, <laughs> to spawn. Because we, we, the last time we played it, the helicopter launched on the right side of the stage. So we threw the gnome over there. And then this time it launched on the left side. But then when the helicopter came, we had two tanks throwing <laughs> rocks at us. And it was, it was insane. And then we all died. Patrick got away, but we all got the gnome achievement, so it was totally worth it. <laughs> we actually, uh, Mike, I don't think Mike knew about the um, the gnome achievement, and I told him, I actually asked him if he wanted to play the other night, um, but he didn't get back <laughs> to me till the next day. So if he wants to do the gnome challenge, we should do it again. All right. I'm totally down to do it again. That was fun. I'm willing to help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did have fun. But, yeah, it's definitely fun. The, the game has been great in this time of not being able to go out and see your friends. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's really been uh, a good outlet for me to... For sure. You know, to, to just BS with you guys and <laughs> play games and, and, you know, yell at each other and have a good fun. It's, 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 all, it's all fun. So that was the game we left out, and I felt it was very important to mention right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We definitely had a lot of fun playing that, and that was something recent, so. Yeah. But on to the news. And probably the most recent news that we should probably touch on since it's fairly recent, and we're not too far behind. We should talk about that Nintendo Mini Direct, which I don't know if it has uh, satiated the fans' desire for a full Direct since the drought of September, but... Not not me. I was very upset. <laughs> I, I wasn't upset. I was just kind of like, eh. Yeah, I think I think it was called Mini for a reason. Yeah, but... <laughs> absolutely. I was just hoping for like at least one big yeah. drop or something. It's crazy. But... I, I don't think we're going to get that until E3, honestly, at this point. Yeah, that's what Which seems is like. crazy. I mean, E3 has been canceled. E3 but... is, yeah. E3's canceled, but, you know, <laughs> Nintendo's still... They're gonna do a direct still around yeah. that time. It just doesn't. It wouldn't make sense for them not to, unless you know, times drastically change between now and then with what's going yeah. on. Yeah. But the mini direct. There are probably a only a handful of highlights we'll kind of point out. Um, seemed like they had a heavy focus on some of their big RPGs coming out. That being, Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, the Definitive Edition and uh, Bravely Default 2. We're about three weeks behind, by the way. It was March 26th when that came out. Okay. So and we're uh, recording this. The last month. Yeah, we're yeah. recording this on the 15th of April. So almost a month. But yeah, like you said, <laughs> what's a month when you haven't recorded in seven? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know if either of us are really care about these particular RPGs. Um, I played Xenoblade Chronicles on the 3DS, or new 3DS, and it's a cool game. Um, definitely really cool world to explore and stuff. Um, not really sure why I fell off of it. I think just other games came out, so maybe if this goes on sale at some point, I might consider picking it up for the Switch at some point, because it was a fun game, but... I have so many other games to play right now. I'm not really pressed on this particular one. Yeah. And then the other one was uh, Braverly Default 2. Yeah. Which 
they showed which, like a 15 minutes of like a 30 minute direct <laughs> on i was like i don't know if it was 15 minutes. it was very long though it was it felt, pretty long it felt very yeah. long and like um i actually watched the direct delayed so i was lucky i could just skip it because i just <laughs> i didn't play the first one and again like i said earlier in the show i'm not a i'm not a huge rpg guy so the newer stuff yeah. just doesn't do it for me it's crazy because they went over so much information that it's kind of redundant to the fans of the original it's like yes you know what brave and default systems are and this is how the game plays like this is targeting a very niche audience and they already know what they're getting just like let them tell them the release date and let them get on they they're they're already excited and stoked for it give them the demo and they'll move on (laughs) so i mean that's cool i mean i know that i know people loved it on on 3ds and i i remember seeing it and i was like oh what's that i was like it looks it looks interesting and Mm -hmm. but then i saw it was a you know rpg and it was yeah fun fun (laughs) fun art style but yeah, it's kind of that threshold RPG of two RPG for me. So yeah. Um, and then what else did they have? They had lots of ports of a uh, like big collections, especially from Bethesda uh, or Two K or whatever. Um, yeah, Two K was the big one. Yeah. yeah, with the Bioshock collection, Borderlands collection, and XCOM collection. Oh, nine or whatever these games coming out on the same day <laughs> in May. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, did you ever? Excuse me. Did you ever play Bioshock? I think I tried it on my brother's like Xbox way back in the day. I didn't really get back that into it back then, but I probably wasn't very good at games when I tried it. So <laughs> I remember getting the first one on PC, like when it came out. Um, and I, I think I played through like the first chapter of it and then stopped, but I know that a lot of people really, they liked the first one, hated the second one, or maybe they liked the second one, but hated the third one. I think the, the third second one. one is most people's favorite. Yeah. I think they yeah. liked the first, the second was like the high point and then the third one was highly disappointing to everyone. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I, I think, I think I the hear. third one was like a love to hate kind of like oh this game is amazing and then they realize wait this sucked <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not sure i've i yeah i know i've i played now we played the first part like i remember when it came out and i remember it being like a big deal mm. um reading it in all the gaming magazines and stuff i think like and... the world building and art style is awesome yeah. and um i'm curious to try it out at some point i think i actually have it free on playstation like downloaded so <laughs> So, yeah. I probably will just play it on there at some point. There's no need for me to get the Switch collection. Yeah. So it came out in 2007. So when that came out, I was playing Half Life. <laughs> so I, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, trying to play other PC games. But yeah, Half Life was pretty much taking up all my time at that point. Yeah. But the Borderlands collection, I'd be more tempted to pick up just because, um, those games are so fun to just like kind of pick up, play, do a mission find some cool dudes and come back to um and the humor and just the gameplay is so great the only disappointing thing about all of these is the massive amount of file sizes that they take on the system it's like absurd how much it takes even if you buy the physical copies which don't they barely contain any of the game (laughs) yeah that's that's the uh 
most so, disappointing thing is yeah that's a big big disappointment like that it is probably what will keep me from buying any of these it's just too much unless i get like a terabyte sd card <laughs> they're out they are out they're expensive but they're not, out there. not not doing that anytime soon what size do you have currently I think I'm just a 64 gigabyte. Okay. So I had yeah, that. These, these games I, would take up like half of that. I bought the 400. <laughs> I bought the 400 SD card. Um, I think it was like 70 bucks on Amazon, and the one I got it appears to be legit. I did all the stress testing on it and stuff to make sure because <laughs> I was scared of getting a, a counterfeit SanDisk right. card. But yeah, so it looks like biggest cartridges i think they have like 64 cartridges now 32 i don't know but but yeah I, I, all these companies are not putting you know they're putting half the game on the physical card and you still got to download the others so it's kind of and they boring. have they have like bigger cartridges yeah. now for for physical editions i think the highest is 64 yeah which 64 should significantly help for these types of games yeah i mean the developers were willing like i'd be willing to pay more if like an extra 10 bucks or whatever if that would help yeah so a more complete so a 64 gig a 64 gig card is bigger than a blu-ray like a a blu-ray is 50 gig dual air blu-ray is 50 gig so i mean 64 there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to fit more stuff on it but i think it's just the the cost effectiveness of that yeah but which is disappointing and physical media sales are down GameStop is about to go down the toilet especially with what's going on right now <laughs> oh, yeah. um i mean they're the stuff they're getting slammed with in the media with how they've res- handled this situation oh, with yeah. their employees has been awful so and, and i do not expect it why to be why did reggie join that ship i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That was sinking before he ever joined. So, and I mean, it's a shame too, because like I always liked going to, you know, game stores, and then they all turned into GameStop, <laughs> like <laughs> like Funko Land turned into EB Games, and then EB Games got bought by GameStop, and it was just like, mm-hmm. uh, like everything just it's just weird. Um, it it became way too corporate. Yeah, but I mean, you knew GameStop. I knew GameStop was dead when i went into the store and they didn't have games like (laughs) you walk in and it's just game you know paraphernalia everywhere and like stuff from think geek like when they bought think geek yeah it just turned into t-shirts and pops and everything and it's like all right that's cool but you know I went in to buy a copy of (laughs) i'm gonna get no i don't know i don't care if i've even mentioned this before but I went in to buy a copy of <laughs> NHL like 16 and they didn't have it. Did you pre-order it? No, I didn't pre-order it because you're GameStop. You should have games on their release dates. And, and you know, people will give me about that. Like, well, you should have pre-ordered it if you wanted it so bad. And I'm like, it's I a... can go across the street and pick up the game. And... And, and that's what I did. I went to Best Buy and they had an entire rack of them. Like there was no so, point. To whose loss it. is it? It's GameStop's <laughs> loss for not carrying the game. Like, and then everyone's like, "Well, you could have just gave five bucks." I'm like, "Yeah, it's five bucks. Like, not a big deal, but 
Yeah. I, I, I only pre-order it if it's like... Special edition. Something that's special edition. Yeah. yeah or, or it has some kind of bonus or something that I'm inclined that... I'm like, All right. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I do want to get it here. And majority of the time, GameStop, their exclusives are like, you know, DLC costumes. And it's like, I'm, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about that. The only thing, I think the last thing I actually bought through GameStop was probably the uh, Master Collection, the Master Edition of um, Zelda. Oh, yeah, yeah. For Breath of the Wild. That was probably the one of the last things I bought from GameStop, which is well worth it. And that was all <laughs> because of your text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to snag those pre-orders as they were, like, disappearing in minutes. <laughs> yeah. But but anyway, GameStop aside, that's that place is that place is yeah. done. Um, what are we? Physical oh, yeah, media. Physical we were talking media. about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I completely <laughs> missed it. Completely You've missed it, listeners. It. I have. It's I've missed it. <laughs> uh, all <laughs> but, right. So what yeah, else? What else we have in this direct? Um, uh, the direct we had. Um, they said that the sixth. The next oh, yes. character release for Smash Brothers. In they didn't say DLC. who the character was, but they, they said what game it was coming from. Yeah, so they said it was going to be from Arms, and um, again, they didn't say Which who it was. No one really saw coming. No, I didn't. Ex- I didn't expect that at all. Honestly, two to three year old game now, and yeah. that they haven't done anything with, like <laughs> at all. Haven't mentioned it at all. They haven't done any tournaments or anything. But I did think I, I didn't do it, and we're past the day, but. The day of the direct, when they announced that the next character would be from Arms and Smash, they did a full free trial of oh, Arms yeah. for like a week, which is cool. I mean, I I think that's great because that's the type of game you can you know you can sit down and play it for a week and be done with it. Yep. Like, and that's basically what you did. <laughs> yeah, I didn't stay on that game for too long because I I did end up buying it because I thought. The character design and just the whole design of the game i thought was really polished and cool like it was really well done it, it was just... fun when we played it at um we played it at that switch event like, yeah like the yeah. month before it, it just came out. unfortunately lacked the kind of lasting appeal that kind of like single player content or something but the game is a lot of fun and it has a lot of fun ideas in it um so it makes me curious maybe if they're working on a sequel that they're kind of reviving this now i don't know well, I think they um, are doing a tournament, but then I think the tournament just got delayed because of, you know, all the true stuff yeah. going on. So, but I'm I'm glad that this franchise is getting some love again because I do like what they did with it, and I hope that it kind of keeps it in people's memories. Um, and I am very curious as to what character from the game they'll end up choosing. My personal. Uh, Wish would be uh, Twintel is definitely my favorite character, although she does only use her hair instead of arms, so <laughs> I don't know how likely her odds are. I will I will say um, she might have a good shot just based off the fact that I think this was a rumor back a while ago, but uh, they were like data mining Smash Brothers after a certain update, and they noticed that uh, there was this kind of like test data of someone some new character using Bayonetta as kind of like a mock dummy, like for whatever new character they were testing. Do you remember this? Mm-mm. Don't remember that at all. Yeah. And they, and they had done this previously for another character um, before uh, whoever that Fire Emblem character is, Violet was. 
they used another character kind of for a similar purpose for kind of like testing purposes and that ended up being Violet. So hmm. who could they possibly be using Bayonetta for as a test subject? Twintel does kind of have some similarities, I would say, to Bayonetta with the hair and the tall kind of female kind of uh, proportions. So that is a possibility that she could have a good shot. There but, hasn't um, really been a female presence in any of the DLC either, so... True. You yeah. always have that to kind of, you know, balance off. <laughs> so, I do feel like it's very likely either Twintel, um, Min Min was voted, like, in the most popular arms fighter and like, lots of arms contests, so she probably has a good chance, and she also has, like, kicking attacks, which is kind of unique. Or, um, I'd say the next best odds would probably be Ribbon Girl because she is also kind of like the poster girl next to uh, Spring Man. But she also has like a fun double jump and kind of the kind of moveset. So yeah. those would be my top three likeliest. It could be Spring Man, but he would be the most boring pick of all. That's and mean, he's already, that means that's who it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, He's also already an assist trophy in Smash. I heard so. about that, yeah. If it does end up being him, it'd be very interesting what that has to say in regards to who can and can't be a character if an assist trophy can suddenly become a character. All the Waluigi fans are going to be up in arms like, yes, he has a chance. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. I'm sure people aren't going to let that down. (laughs) So it'll be very interesting to see who they pick. I think it will have a fun moveset regardless of who they pick. It'll be... A very different style of Smash Fighter, having someone who screeches across the stage and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious. It'll be, it should be fun. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely, you know, keep an eye out for that news. Um, I never played. Arms I think I think they than... said the character will come out in June. So, okay. I guess we'll find out more details in the next month or two. Yeah, at least it's not too far away. We should hopefully mm-hmm. get a. We should start getting information about the uh, the fiscal. But year. then again, everything could be delayed, so we don't know with the state of things right now. So. Yeah, yeah, because we haven't gotten the uh, the yeah, the fiscal data or any of that. We usually get that. Yeah, like mid- and now they've April. sent a lot of reports of employees working from home, like Sakurai is working from home now. So who knows how that affects the development time? Yeah. So, so we'll see what happens. So really. Yeah. They they went down a list of a bunch of games in this. Um, yeah, lots of bigger or like smaller like indie games. Whatever. There were some there were some like Zelda esque indie games they showed. I think it was like Blue Blue Fire was one of them or something like that. I forgot yeah. the name. Yeah, I thought that looked pretty cool. And then there was um, I know a lot of people are talking about Baldo was another game coming out. Uh. I think those were in the Indie Direct, though. Oh, was that the Indie Direct? I thought that yeah. was this Direct. Which was, like, two weeks before this. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's it. Oh, we're not talking yeah. about the Indie Direct. Nah, nah. <laughs> I thought it's that too was... Too far back. I'm getting confused. Back. I'm getting confused. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So the the only other thing that I thought looked cool was the Clubhouse Games. Clubhouse uh, Games, 51 Worldwide Classics. Just look... I mean... <laughs> It's just one of those things that's like I, the only thing that really stuck out to me immediately was the bowling, <laughs> because it it the quick clip they showed of bowling it looked exactly like Wii bowling, <laughs> and I miss Wii bowling. I have a Wii, but 
I, it's not hooked up and I don't feel like hooking it up and using the sensor bar and I have a wireless sensor bar that needs batteries and using it with the projectors a pain and it would be nice to have the switch you know do yeah. that do that motion accelerometer and all that stuff so I think yeah. it would I think it could it work looks, it looks like a fun mix of like classic board games and kind of like we play we sports kind of mixed together yeah but and, it's, it's got like card games too it's got yeah. pool it's got darts and, i think was on there and, and even if there are probably likely a few duds in there like that no one will care about there was a lot of stuff in there that looks fun and like just being able to kind of like create a small mix of rotation play online with friends and be like we're gonna rotate through these games and kind of have some fun it, yeah it looked like a it looked like a good time like, it's for... funny like i saw like mencala's on there yeah and like <laughs> dude i played mencala all the time as a kid couldn't tell yeah, you yeah. i don't remember how to play it but i used one. to play it all the time with a kid yeah. i thought it was so much fun and i like i liked how they like came up with names for like copyright kind of games like instead of connect four it was like four in a row <laughs> <laughs> yeah they always do that like yeah. back like backgammon will be called like something or no it's a was it uh othello or something like that was one mm -hmm. of them but they like had a different name for it black and white or something like that yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah it definitely looks looks fun um I'm definitely uh, interested in that when it comes out. Hopefully, the price is right. It's a... I I think it's forty dollars. Forty which is a little high. Yeah, yeah. You, but maybe I bet 30. you if it goes on sale, it will be just the sweet point where I think a lot of us would in, indulge. Yeah, forty forty seems a little high for that. Yeah, but but then again, it's fifty one games. That's like yeah, it's less than a dollar. Less a game. than a dollar a game. Yeah, so, so you can't. It's really... just the fact that you have to buy them all. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're only playing like three of them. It's like forty dollars. Yeah. What do you play? Bowling. But I, I I bet you there's probably ten or twenty good games in there. Probably. So. I'm sure there's stuff you'll have fun yeah. with at least for an hour. Or so yeah. so you can get your money. Like the tanks game looked cool or yeah like you said bowling a bunch of card games a lot of those classic kind there was of... like mahjong too wasn't there yeah like a bunch of stuff like that so <laughs> so yeah i used to play mahjong all the time on like old <laughs> flash games on the pc <laughs> don't remember how to play it but i used to, i used to play it all the time <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah that pretty much covers the direct um i think i we, think so i think we talked yeah. a little longer than i thought we would have about that yeah <laughs> but yeah um should we uh take a break before this next one or because i know we're probably gonna dive deep into this next one sure let's take a quick break and we'll be right back all right back and we're changing the order of our stories a little bit we're going to start with the sony news here um chad was just reminding me i completely forgot that they <laughs> talked about like the specs of the system it was almost like a a gdc supposed to be talk of just like very, the technical inner workings deep dive 
<laughs> oh boy, was that boring. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like kept nodding off watching it. I, I like went home for lunch excited to kind of listen to it and, and I was just like come on. I remember I had my headphones plugged in <laughs> and I just had it kind of playing in the background on my computer at work and then like I heard it. I mean it was on my phone, I don't remember, but then like I heard what they were talking about and I was just like, Oh God, like I just don't care. And they spent <laughs> like like half an hour talking about how a solid state drive was making a world of difference. I'm like, yes, we we get it. Solid state drives. They're cool. It's kind of a new standard. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> it's much. It's gonna help. I get it. I get it. Move on. Yeah. Show 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 something that kind of proves this. Like a picture is worth a thousand words, kind of. But no, it wasn't anything. Which if they would have showed a picture of the actual PS5 and then talked about it, it would have been more <laughs> just anything. A picture, a demo yeah. of like a technical demonstration. Like yeah. it's really weird that like, you know, we know what the Xbox, the Xbox Series X is going to look like. But we have no idea what the PS5 is going to look like outside of, like, the V-rendered dev kit that everyone's talked about. <laughs> and the logo. And the logo. <laughs> and, um, you know, these are consoles that, providing no delays, are going to be releasing in, they, they like, six months. They <laughs> counting that they're going to release this year, so... Yeah, like, six, seven months away. That's That seems very, Pretty very crazy. Odd. No but, one knows the price of either of these, and <laughs> although although I will say I don't I don't think I remember the year the PS4 and the Xbox One came out. I don't think we heard anything until E3, as far as like what it actually looked like, and that's when Xbox uh, that's when Xbox was like you can't share your games, you can't. That all started you know, coming out trickling up to E3. Yeah. yeah, but then E3 is when they did their press conference that they just bombed, and then mm -hmm. Sony came out and was like. You can give this game to your friend, and it's a yeah. hundred dollars less. And everyone was like, "PS4 is the way to go." <laughs> so, but, but but Sony had shown the PS4 uh, uh, as of February. I did that that year. Yeah, okay. that's when they had their big kind of a reveal event, and then I think Microsoft had theirs like the next month after that, and then it led up to E3 with all these kind of like trickling details. There, Sony just like trumped microsoft with yeah yeah learning all the mistakes <laughs> and then microsoft quickly made a non-connect bundle that was 100 bucks mm -hmm. less which because i just they, bought mine <laughs> their marketing did a 360 yeah right <laughs> so yeah they did that and then they were like immediately like stripped all the drm claims off of it where you you know can't sh where you could you know still lend your games to your friends and yep. stuff like that it was just oh, the damage had been done oh, they've yeah. been playing catch up since yeah. yep and i bought an xbox one and it <laughs> sits on the shelf i only right. use it to play hockey we will see it seems like sony's all high and mighty right now so maybe the time the sort of winds are saying there may be a change we'll see yeah but sony still has those exclusives yeah, they do have a lot of exclusives that I haven't played on PS4 yeah. that um, I'm looking forward to playing. Horizon Zero Dawn was one, um, which is actually coming to PC like this year. So kind of <laughs> like one less reason for. <laughs> but but now I'm probably going to get a PS5 when it comes out. Um, I'm really just 
curious to hear the price point and curious to see how the backwards compatibility is going to work um, because I did not have a PS4. Um, mm-hmm. the, the rumor is that it's going to support most PS4 games, so depending on how that works, um, uh, just off top of my head, I'm ready to play Everybody's Golf is like <laughs> top on my list because I love Hot Shots Golf. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's yeah. huge on my list. Um, got Spider Man. You got Spider-Man, God of War. God of War. Uh, Zero Horizon Dawn was one. Um, I've mm-hmm. never played any of the Last of Us stuff, mm-hmm. so that's you know. Last was... of Us is great, although I'm strangely not excited at all for the sequel, just because it looks brutal as all heck and depressing, and I don't know if I need that in my life right now. Especially right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so it was probably a good good that it was almost delayed. That it was delayed. Last, last it was delayed, was yeah, delayed, indefinitely. Yeah. It was probably a, a smart move there. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone's ready for it. Yeah, so. But, but uh, yeah, that, that PlayStation talk was boring, but regardless, that was meant for GDC, so I guess if developers enjoyed it, that's fine. Um, the other bit of Sony news is they did show off the PS5 controller, though, of which it is no longer a Dual Shock. It is called the Dual Sense. <laughs> With, what is it, Adaptive Rumble? Is that what they called it? You mean Something HD like Rumble? Yeah. <laughs> HD Rumble. Always taking a step from Nintendo's books. <laughs> For the controllers, Which is always. Fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all good. Um, <laughs> my my only my only criticism, like everyone was, there's a lot of people talking about it, like, oh, it's ugly, blah, blah. I kind of liked seeing a white controller. Um, Doesn't look bad. Because I feel like PlayStation, yeah. you know, the first one was the gray, PS2 was black, PS3 was black, PS4 was black. I actually got the white one because of the Destiny bundle for PS4. I, I mean, but... at launch, though. Like, when PS4 launch, yeah, I mean, they typically, <laughs> typically most of the consoles recently have all been black launch consoles. Not that it means that this, um, you know, the controller doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It could be yeah. whatever, you know. I think the last, um, it's, just, it's just different. It would be different if if the color scheme is something more two-toned or, Mm -hmm. you know, again, it's not a big deal. I don't really care either way, but it was just, it was different to see, like, I feel like if they, you know, you had a black PS2 controller and then the six axis PS3 controller looked just like it just didn't have a cord. Mm -hmm. And then the DualShock 3 was the same. It just had the rumble pack, which why they took the rumble out of it was, I'd assume battery (laughs) life stupid. Yeah. And then the the DualShock 4 was was a good evolution of what the PS2 controller was. Like it was it was a really good evolution of how, you know, they you look at it and it's like that's a PlayStation controller, but it's different. It's got the little touchpad on the front, the LED bar mm-hmm. on the top. Um I thought it was a good evolution. Yeah. Um and this is just this looks to me, it looks like a PS4 controller that's white. <laughs> that's what mm-hmm. it looked like to me. Yeah, um, yeah. A, little, a little, maybe a little bulkier. Um, I did like the clear almost, buttons. Almost like the pro controller kind of size. I like the clear buttons because when I first mm-hmm. saw the picture, I was like, are the buttons flat? Like, I thought they were flush with the controller. Yeah. And I was like, that's clear weird. Clear buttons are nice. But then when they showed Although, it on the side, I thought it was, I thought it looked neat. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I do, I do miss that the, like, symbols are colored. Like, they're not colored anymore because mm-hmm. that's kind of like a PlayStation staple. I don't know. Yeah. Have those colored shapes. 
but maybe they'll have special edition controllers or something i'm sure they're gonna have yeah if they don't have colored stuff they're definitely gonna have more you know colors of the mm -hmm. controllers and consoles but i'm, I'm curious have... what they're gonna launch it as though if it's gonna be this like crazy like a lot of people are saying it looks like glados from portal yeah. <laughs> it so. did give me a kind of portal or wally or just kind of like robot vibe i don't know with yeah. the, like white shell yeah the white and black like accent yeah. shell stuff like that um my biggest criticism and i know everyone has their preference i personally don't like the analog sticks being low both of them being on yeah. the same side i like that's my... never gonna change yeah i yeah. doubt it I've, I've never liked it ever since the first analog um mm. controller i ever had on on um ps1 i just mm. it never felt right to me it just felt off like i don't know what it is um i have held a, a dual shock controller because i tried to fix one for sadish he had me replace the um analog sticks he wore out um and when i held it i actually was like it doesn't feel bad but i just know in the past when i played like ps2 games and stuff i yeah. always preferred using the d-pad over using the analog stick it might it might feel better now that it kind of has a little extra room to hold it maybe yeah. but yeah. we'll see um so that's it does just... have some other nice features they have a like a built-in mic now in the controller so you don't have to plug in a headset if you just want to like quickly chat with somebody mm -hmm. um i like i like seeing the meme of there's this one button that i got rid of the share button and replaced it with some kind of little button with like three lines going off of it and someone was like finally they added a honk button for yes goose. The, <laughs> the untitled goose honk i saw yeah. that that was great <laughs> i saw somebody do you know that uh that little fisher price controller that i showed you that we brought we bought for brody oh yeah yeah they, somebody did that and mocked up the ps4 control or the, the dual shock 5 controller the dual sense controller yeah can't say this thing um <laughs> they mocked it up to look to have the smiley face the fisher price smiley face and oh, like that's the, funny. the star triangle square and circle buttons and stuff and it was uh, it's pretty funny yeah and I think I think the only other thing I'm very curious about is um, how they changed up the like light sensor that was on it because before on the PS4 controller it was like on the front of the controller it was this big kind of colored light on the front of the controller and now they've kind of changed it so it kind of loops around a touchpad so it kind of like outlines it mm -hmm. and I think. The only kind of ramification that's going to have is like that light sensor was actually very important for kind of tracking purposes for VR mm. back on the PlayStation VR. So if they got rid of that, like how, and I believe they said PSVR is still going to be compatible with PlayStation 5, at least that's what they're aiming to be. So if they got rid of the light sensor, does that mean they're hinting at some kind of new? vr controllers that they're working on for it's, playstation 5 it's possible i mean i know that one of the things they they use the the motion controllers right the move they they also have the wands so, although i really hope they get rid of those because i mean honestly those are like ps3 controllers and they yeah. suck so <laughs> so i mean most vr stuff and that would make the most sense to make a new controller for vr um mm -hmm. considering you know i i have the oculus and Oculus has completely changed their controller since the one I have. 
like it's completely different just because of the way tracking works with the newer models now so mm-hmm. the, the rift s which is the one newer than mine and the quest both use the same controllers and instead of like <clears throat> instead of having it like that this part's like on top now it's, okay it's different i don't i don't i haven't held one i just have you know these and um i don't know exactly what you gain from that but apparently it has to do with the tracking because the cameras in the riff s and the quest the cameras are actually on the headset so like how it tracks is actually like here 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 and here with little camera lenses instead of um i have two sensors on each side of my monitor that track you know yeah this little guy but um but so that would make sense if they're if they're maybe trying to move to something more you know recent with that if they're gonna keep if they're gonna continue to push vr i mean hell that first direct they did was all vr yeah Um, yeah so i have a feeling that's kind of what they're moving towards um probably some new vr controllers um give me some sony power gloves i don't know yes (laughs) then then if they give you gloves then you're definitely getting half-life alex (laughs) yes (laughs) and then give me half-life alex which is not unprecedented the valve has worked with sony before with like portal 2 it was actually really the orange box on ps3 was actually really cool because um you could you could crossplay on PC. Yeah, and the crossplay and stuff. Yeah, because so. my buddy had it, and we crossplay and like voice chat and everything. Yeah, it all, it all yeah. worked. It was really. So cool. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. <laughs> Two years, they will come. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I'm I'm excited for PS5 just because, um, I personally think Xbox is Xbox is no longer to me a gaming console it's more of a, more like a service it's now. a service slash platform yeah. it's just that's what it is it's and it's all running within windows 10 yeah so my pc based on the specs the xbox one x has it's my pc with ray tracing that's it that's <laughs> it that's literally it i don't have ray tracing because i have a 1080 um the ray tracing was with the uh the 2080 and you know i'm not gonna pay twelve hundred dollars for a new video card when i just got a 1080 a couple years ago and it's running everything at full capacity so (laughs) there's just no point so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this develops uh as sony and microsoft continue to play chicken with each other and their decisions when to release news <laughs> somebody's gonna drop that price soon somebody's gonna drop the price uh so. the only other sony news i'll mention i just saw today that uh because of the kind of social distancing everyone's staying at home right now sony is releasing uh the uncharted collection and journey for free for all playstation owners through until may 5th <laughs> so if you just go online and download it those are a bunch of free fun games to download so is, i thought i'd mentioned that is that for all owners or just ps plus members or uh i think it was anybody i'll double check that real quick yeah. just to be sure yeah i don't have a ps4 but if it's like i i've never played the uncharted games either I've heard that yeah and if the uncharted collection you'd you'd have them all to play <laughs> so <laughs> i'd have two weeks to beat them all <laughs> 
announcing the play at home initiative let me double check this real quick sure let's all right stay safe and pick up uncharted the nathan drake collection and journey for free all right so for free there's the asterisk let me look at the asterisk now (laughs) Oh, that's just saying Germany and China have different games. Okay. Um, interesting. They get Knack 2 in Journey instead of Uncharted. <laughs> they don't like Uncharted. <laughs> um, so yeah, it doesn't say you need a subscription or anything. Apparently, it is available on PC through PS Now. Okay. So, so there's a few ways to play it. Though. I don't know if it's free, but but yeah, PS. Interesting. So anyway, that's cool. Free games, good games at that. I remember telling you about Journey, and you were like, "The band," and I was like, "No, the game." <laughs> it's you funny. Mean, like, Journey, the game. I'm like, no, not the band <laughs> game, the NES, the like desert one. Arcade. That wasn't NES. Yeah. That was arcade. Arcade. Yeah. So good. I was actually looking at some of our old episodes and saw that Mm -hmm. intro and was like, yes, the other day. All right, so that's all the Sony news. Now let's go back to the other segment that we were going to talk about first, which is Nintendo rumors. Yes. So do you want to, yeah, I guess we'll start with with the first one we have listed here because that was the last week that came out. Yeah. Yeah. So they have announced. Or lots of, lots of game (laughs) news outlets have now kind of piped up. Yeah, affirming this. So, like, one news outlet did. I forgot who it was at first. I think it was like Eurogamer or something. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I feel I like think that's Eurogamer what it was. was like the first like news outlet, and then a whole bunch of others kind of spoke up saying yeah. we've heard the similar reports. And that report is that Nintendo for Mario's 35th anniversary is doing remakes of like all the games all all the the 3d mario (laughs) all the 3d mario games which is mario 64 uh super mario sunshine mario galaxy maybe two some of the reports kind of go back and forth about the second one yeah and then uh mario 3d world as well as a new paper mario game coming which we'll talk about at the end yeah so that's that's crazy i mean it's awesome like (laughs) So, I would be happy if they just released the ROMs. <laughs> but if they're actually going to remake them, that's that's really really cool. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. But like like you said, this you know you take that kind of rumor and it's just kind of like all right, yeah, whatever. And it came out like it came out like the week of April Fools' too. I think. Something I like think that. <laughs> around that time. Yeah. yeah. So I th- I th- it wasn't on April Fool's. So no, that's, it wasn't. that's the only thing that's giving me hope. Like, all right, yeah. it's not a joke. <laughs> but but the thing that makes me think it's real is just the fact that like you know, the one outlet came, and then you've had like Nintendo Wire, Nintendo Enthusiast, and then you had IGN, and then you had mm-hmm. Ars Technica, and Gadget. Everyone yeah. just started. And the fact that we have like no knowledge or news of like any nintendo games post animal crossing hey, we have nothing we have no idea what's going on <laughs> right now we know we know that bayonetta 3 has been in development for the last like three years 
Bayonetta 3 exists. And Metroid, Metroid Prime, Prime 4, 4 is exists. being remade again. <laughs> so Apparently Pikmin is still in development for like the past six years. I don't know. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, but yet there's been nothing confirmed for like the major seller for the rest of the year at this point. Yeah. So doing a Mario collection would be a huge way to tide over the year. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, unless we're going to get some announcement that like breath of the wild two is coming out at the end of the year, or there's going to be some yeah. major unknown drop that we haven't heard of yet i still so. believe breath of the wild 2 holiday was the original plan yeah. don't know if it'll hit that date still but yeah. i believe with every fiber that that was the intended holiday game so we'll see yeah yeah but um but yeah like let's so let's let's quickly go over the game so like mario 64 um which hasn't really been remade since the DS. The DS, um, they remade that. Which was almost more of a D-make, even though it added extra levels and slight multiplayer. It really wasn't, like, the best version to play. <laughs> yeah, I I think I played it at GameStop once on a demo, yeah. on a demo copy. Um, I, if they re... I love that game, like... It's a great game. I think it's a great game. Um, I still to this day. I yeah. recently went back and played it, and then one of my buddies brought his son over to my house, and his son is like obsessed with Mario, um, and watched. He he watches YouTube videos of Mario all the time, and he saw my sixty four. I want to play Mario sixty four. I was like, okay, so hooked it up for him to play that. Um, I know he's really excited with this news. His son's five. And, you know, five-year-old's like, Mario 64, like, you know, something I was playing when I was, like, 10. So, it's really, it's really cool. Um, But, I I think the game holds up very well, still, to this Mm -hmm. day. Um, It was 100% the best experience with the Nintendo 64 controller. The controller just feels so good. The Z (laughs) Z button underneath with the analog stick, it just, it feels fantastic. Um, the, uh, with that being said, though, the area of Super Mario Odyssey that contained, I was just going to mention that, yeah, (laughs) that contained Peach, you know, Peach Castle and, you know, everything, Mushroom Kingdom Mm -hmm. was awesome. Seeing that, (laughs) yeah, and like running through that and kind of like that HD glory, even kind of slightly reimagined was amazing. Well, the and, the thing that sold me was the Mario sixty four skin costume. The skin was great. That's because yeah. it was like still that pixelated like polygonal look, but it but it felt like you were playing Mario sixty four when you're running around yeah. that world. That was Which, that was my default costume after that. As soon as I yep. got it. it so like, if if they do touch up the graphics for this mario 64 remake that mario 64 skin should totally be like a power up reward or something yeah and and that that game um you know there's definitely things they can touch up like some stuff with the camera and uh you know the controls are by no means perfect but that game can it controls very well for what it is you just you can't play it on a modern controller or a, you know, or a keyboard or something like that hooked up to your computer and expect it to expect to get the best gameplay out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've read some people talking about it online, like oh, the 
controls suck in that game and it's like mm, it's not that bad man <laughs> like <laughs> if you play it with a real controller it's not that bad especially if you've mm-hmm. got a an N64 controller that doesn't have a stick that was destroyed from playing Mario Party. <laughs> <clears throat> like it's it's it controls pretty well if you, if you if you have a good N64 controller playing it on original hardware, it's the game completely holds up. Yeah. Um so the other one would be Super Mario Sunshine, mm-hmm. which has never been <clears throat> ported or remade or anything no 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 ports no remakes and um it's really i think it's the only outside of galaxy 2 because i still haven't beaten galaxy 2 i just never (laughs) never played it um i played it a few years ago i went back to it i went back to it i played it for a few hours a couple times um i just it's just the whole wii using the controller and yeah i was playing on the projector and it was just kind of a hassle um but the um i never beat it i never beat sunshine and i never even got close to beating it yeah it's <laughs> actually pretty... one of the harder mario games to like beat because you actually have to get pretty far in the game i think you have to beat like seven of the missions in each of the worlds before you can unlock the bowser stage so yeah, yeah like i i think i've got i think i got like 50 stars 50 shine sprites or whatever. shines yeah <laughs> and um like i remember the hardest the hardest one for me to get at the moment was um spraying all the goop off the beach so the hotel could uh, come yeah. and the stingray the, the whole and... hotel world is just the hardest like yeah. the cleaning up the beach and the manta rays oh my gosh those yeah. manta rays the manta rays were <laughs> awful i remember replaying it like a year or two ago and when I got to that part, I was just like, I can't do this. I, like, I was like feeling that rage come back. <laughs> and and then playing the um, the thing I hated too was the, uh, and this is all stuff I hope they can somehow like nerf, either nerf that the difficulty of that area or um, allow you to move the camera in the non-flood levels. Mm-hmm. Because I remember you always had this like, off set view in the non-flood levels and i maybe maybe you could move it around a little bit but like i always felt like my depth perception was off and i would like jump and miss the block or something controls and the camera controls were not the best in mario sunshine that's probably its biggest flaw yeah Yeah. that that was definitely that was like always my issues like if soon as my flood pack got stolen i was just like well this is gonna be the end of me (laughs) i am this is probably the game i'm most curious how they would adapt now mainly because of the uh pressure triggers for like spraying the flood pack which actually did big difference yeah yeah the way that the game controlled yes i'm very curious how they would adapt that for uh a system that doesn't have pressure analog triggers so yeah it'd be interesting maybe they could do it with like using the left the right stick or something that that's the only only workaround i could think of because you can measure but then that would be how you aim it unless you like then what do you do for the camera yeah yeah you'd have to like 
hit a button to go into flood mode and then you can trigger it with that or something i don't know i don't know or it just supports the smash brothers gamecube adapter and they sell it or that gamecube controller oh yeah that'd be great (laughs) (laughs) that's how they do it so providing that still Uh, does that still do pressure sensitivity through i would imagine it would still support it i'd imagine because it's an analog stick so it's the way that the that's through the controller it just hasn't been any games that really yeah nothing's utilized other than smash yeah (laughs) and smash doesn't really yeah just feels so good yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then we got our mario galaxies which are fantastic so the interesting thing about that is that mario galaxy's already been released on the tegra chip it was released in uh china Oh, that's right. They yeah. on the yeah. on the Nvidia Shield, which is using the same uh, chipset that the Switch has. Mm-hmm. So, it seems like that might just they could just port it. Yeah, those like, those I could see being ported. They're they're beautiful games already. So I feel like I don't think somebody did a uh, well. Those games were the first. Those are the first Mario games that were actually developed with HD in mind. Because the the Wii U supported component video out. I mean the GameCube yeah. the GameCube did too, but it was less less um, common. But mm-hmm. the Wii U, or I mean the Wii, not the Wii U, um, it supported 480p, which was progressive scan HD mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, so they can maybe like touch it up a little, but honestly, I don't think much work would be needed on those. Yeah, well, I think Dolphin too uh, the the dolphin emulator you've got a lot of fan mods that people have up the the models and stuff like that and yeah yeah, yeah. You, you can you can boost those up to 4k and mm-hmm. like wind waker looks beautiful and and so yeah. does uh, metroid prime they look fantastic in 4k on the on those games <clears throat> but so it'd be really interesting to see um like you know we know that they've already done it for the for the um nvidia shield so um, I think Game Ex- Game Explain or somebody did a video on um, on um, comparing like how they handled the motion controls. Okay. Moving it to the uh, to the shield, but that was a Chinese exclusive release or something like that. Yeah, it's totally so. possible. They could totally. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean that that really covers. It. I mean, and then the three D world. I think we've all kind of been expecting three D world to come. Yeah, to that's Switch. one of the been <clears throat> most ex- expected ports. Uh, yeah. This rumor suggests that it'll be a deluxe edition, kind of like New Mario Brothers U was a deluxe, where yeah. they kind of bundled the Luigi DLC, and I think they sprinkled some new levels or something in. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that was a fun um, game. I, I loved that. That was a really fun game. Um, yeah, definitely, remember, definitely. I just remember being frustrated that my gamepad died when I wasn't using the gamepad, and it and it. I was on. <laughs> I was doing the like it was like the tank level. Like, oh yeah. And I'm jumping across the tank ships or the the little train cars, and as I jumped across it, it like freezes. And it's like, your gamepad's dead. And I was like, no, what the <laughs> hell? I'm not even using the gamepad. But just because the Wii U had to have that stupid gamepad enabled. Yep. So you, oh, so disappointed by that. Yeah. And honestly, it, it, that game is probably would improve from getting rid of some of the gamepad features because it was more gimmicky for that one. Yeah, like, I, I never use it. 
I, yeah. I literally... There were only, like, one or two levels that you had to use it for, for, like, lifting up platforms or, like, blowing or something. I don't know. I don't even think I used it for that. Okay. Like, <laughs> I, I, I know that I played You just that... found a way to jump past the platforms anyways. <laughs> I played that game using the, um, the Skyward Sword gold Zelda Wii Motion Plus controller. Because <laughs> that's the only Wii Motion Plus controller I have. Is that one? So gotcha. I know that that's that's how I played it, and I like I said, I know that thing died after I played it for like I had like a two three hour session, and the battery died, and I was like, I was like all into it too. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, it basically lived on the charger. <laughs> <laughs> I did get a piece to fix my Wii U gamepad because the connectivity like range kept diminishing over the years oh, yeah. i haven't i haven't attempted it yet yeah and maybe because me, i saw that it. package was from china i was like i'm gonna let you sit on the shelf for like two weeks here so <laughs> i'll have to try that eventually <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it works patrick <laughs> i know it's probably fine <laughs> i was like i'm not in a rush i'm just gonna let you sit <laughs> yeah it's all good but yeah, let me know if it fixes it though. I'm curious because I remember. Yeah, I'm curious. I'll, I'll have to try that and let you know. I remember the first time I went to your house and you were showing me Xenoblade and you were sitting like this close to yep. the TV. It's only like, gotten worse. I was like, "What the hell, Patrick?" I was like, <laughs> and he's like, "I have to sit this close." And then like you scooted back two feet and it was like gamepad disconnected. <laughs> I was like, "Jeez." Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. At least the Switch has been performing better than that. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, so the last part of this rumor before we touch on Paper Mario is uh, how these games will be bundled. Uh, they kind of vary on reports, but the consensus seems to be um, that Mario uh, 3D World will be a separate deluxe package, while some reports think that all those other 3D Mario games might actually be bundled together. Which is what insane. I like to call... <laughs> What I would like to call Super Mario All Stars Two, if that would come true. Yeah. <laughs> do you? What do you think of that? Would yeah. that be? I mean, would that happen? <laughs> it would be awesome if they did that, and and it kind of had the same, like, like menu system, like a, just a, oh, just, yeah. just you know, just an, the same, the same little... kind of like scrolling through the games, but. In a more 3D fashion, since yeah. these are 3D Mario's. I think it'd be cool if you were able to jump through paintings or jump through yes. box art, jump through box yeah. art like in Mario 64. Just, just, to just start make the it game. the second floor of Mario 64 where you run around that kind of yeah, circular circle room, area. but make all the paintings the games, and yeah. that'd be perfect. Yeah, that'd just be really cool. It'd be a great homage to like to that if they even if they started it with like. You know the characters sitting around in 3D talking like they do yes. in the first one, yes. and then the lights are, and then you turn on it and it goes, Bling! and then and they just... they should have like the different generation models of the characters, like old polygonal Bowser talking to like more fleshed out Bowser or something. I don't know. And then when you hit start, <laughs> they like transform into like an HD res or something. I don't know. It'd be cool. It'd be really cool to see something, um, you know, based off of you know an older collection if yeah. they did that. Um, it'd, it'd be really neat i don't expect it but it'd be i now that i like have thought of it i just so wanted to be true anything like... less will not be 
acceptable. It just would be like so epic. Like Nintendo has not developed a package of that epicness in so long just to be like, all right, we're doing it again. Here it is. Yeah. All 3D Mario's. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I mean the last the last massive package they sold for sixty bucks was the NES Classic. Yeah, that was yeah, really sure. the last time where, you know, it was like you're so getting what kind of value for sixty you know? bucks? Like, you yeah. know, and then I think that, they could. Yeah, we'll four see. four games for sixty, or they could even charge eighty if they did that and package it together. I don't yeah, know. I think people would not pay eighty for that. I would, because I'm stupid, but I did it. <laughs> Throw in some other especially when bonus I have soundtracks or art book or history book or something. When I have all four of those games sitting right here. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah. All right. So last rumor is of a new Paper Mario game. But not just a new Paper Mario game. A Paper Mario game returning to its roots. Like Super Paper, Paper Mario? Mario? Not that. Yes. Although that's a great game. So good. Better than uh, all of them. <laughs> but uh, of the N64 or GameCube caliber, which a lot of people's favorite is the GameCube Thousand Year Door. So getting back to its roots now that it's kind of had time to process a lot of the criticism of recent Paper Marios that people don't seem to have a taken to um and yeah i think that would be fantastic just in the essence that the switch really is a system for re-exploring the roots of franchises and bringing new life to them and i would love a new paper mario especially of that caliber yeah i need to i need to play i need to play um thousand year door i have it i just Oh yeah! Again, ooh, <laughs> I I should make that your next challenge. <laughs> the stream, yes. Uh, I'm still gonna do Earthbound though. I kind of want to do Earthbound before. All right, that. <laughs> that's a good game too. I, I can't I can't argue. Just because Earthbound's just you know, I think it's yeah. it's bigger on the list. <laughs> it is bigger. Higher. On Paper my list. Mario Thousand Year Door would be more new to you yeah that's true <laughs> it would it would be completely new because i've never even yes. booted it up never yeah earthbound i'm at least get to like the second town at tucson <laughs> so maybe i've been to three i think i made it to three i think you made it to three i don't think you made <laughs> oh no i made it to Sa i made it to saturn village that was the last yeah. place i remember being was in saturn okay. village so anyway Sorry, derailing your Paper <laughs> <No>. Mario talk. <laughs> I don't know if there's much more to say about it. Just just excited. Yeah. Hoping you want more. New Paper Mario. Be so good. Because <laughs> if you... Like, when did Paper Mario at a Thousand Year Door come out? Like, I'm just going to look that up. Because that's what people consider the last good Paper Mario. GameCube even though like... Super Paper Mario is great. So I'm, not, I'm not knocking it. It's just... It's, it's more like it's a spin-off to me. Yeah. yeah, it's like a fun spin-off. I loved it. I thought it was so good. Yeah, and it had a great story. Like, I really dug the story of uh, Super Paper Mario. That was really fun. So it's not a bad game at all. It came uh, out on uh, 2004. Yeah, so, so the that fact was... that we haven't had, like, a good, solid, traditional Paper Mario since 2004. Like that was a 16 late release. Years. 
That was a late release for um for the GameCube. Yeah, it came out pretty late in the GameCube's life cycle. Yeah, because the Wii came out in 2005. I remember because they were kind of like touting the like technical proudness of like look at all these paper models on screen at the same time there's hundreds of them running around i'm like yeah, that's cool okay <laughs> i'm like just give me my paper mario i want to know the, the wii was 2006 i'm sorry okay yeah i forgot i forgot when that came out i thought it was yeah my dates are all confused the older <laughs> i get the worse i get at remembering what time things happened <laughs> uh but yeah but yeah that's 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 all really for oh no that's all for the mario rumor we still have a whole nother rumor to go all right last rumor <laughs> this is gonna be the last thing to talk about this should be quick because there's really nothing to go off of okay um, oh yeah pretty late. yeah i guess yeah. this is the last thing let's do it last one <laughs> i gotta wake up early and it's already after midnight Whoops. and gotta work tomorrow <laughs> so it's all good um so switch just got a new firmware uh yesterday or two days ago yeah 10.0 update 10.0 so with that they added button remapping which is a big thing that a lot of people were asking for (laughs) and um it also added the ability to copy games from your sd card to your local memory and or vice versa i believe vice versa yeah yeah it also added some nice animal crossing icons Ooh. oh did it yeah <laughs> but it I didn't it didn't dodo as my icon it did not <laughs> add folders like everyone hoped it would have no. and um or any or other feet. themes or anything yeah. like that which is yes. so weird so weird I... now would be a good time for nintendo to release that look yeah. everyone's at home there's like you can't find a switch on the market anywhere because everything's sold out because everyone bought up the stock um yep. apparently it's getting a little better but um, it is. The last few weeks have been tough. You're seeing Switch bundles sell for like 500 bucks, and yeah, it's crazy. If, if anyone is looking for Switches and having a hard time finding, I would recommend uh, using the site at Nounstock. Uh, net. At least that particular site helped me when I was searching for um, SNES classics when they were hard to find. So uh, that's one resource you could use. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that um. With that Switch firmware, as always, people data mine them and you know, see what's <laughs> in it. And they found support for a new model, which was labeled the NXABCD. And NX, of course, is the dev name that we've always heard for the Switch before we heard it was the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and something cool about this is that they're saying that this... Um, device supports a secondary display of sorts of sorts so <laughs> no clue what that means um I, yeah that I, is i don't wild. think it's i don't think it's vr just because like labo vr while cool it really struggles <laughs> yeah i um, i don't think vr on the switch is progressing anywhere unless it gets more powerful hardware yeah so um yeah that, that would really be the only way to do it um because like i said the labo vr is really cool um oh with that being said uh labo kits are 20 bucks at best buy right now oh yeah like all labo kits which is and those are great games yeah They're great time fillers so i thought about getting a variety killers. kit or something but um but anyway um <laughs> the vr system was cool 
it was a lot of fun to put together, but I, you know, it's been sitting on the shelf since I put it together and just kind of messed around with it for, you know, an hour. But I got it on sale for 20 bucks and it was worth it. Um, I had fun for that 20 bucks. But it'll be really interesting to see what they do with, um, you know, the second display. It would be awesome if this is, you know. Is this like DS com- backwards compatibility? Or is this like, trying to be like a second screen for like wii u games or what yeah, is this <laughs> i don't know it's very interesting um that's like the only thing the only thing that comes to mind would be like a ds sort of thing but at the same time it's like really people aren't gonna carry around a device that's this big with a clamshell <laughs> or you know some other screen but yeah. but it'll depend i mean if it's just something it clicks on, maybe, but Nintendo's done some weird stuff in the past, (laughs) so, but, I mean, the Switch Lite, though, is pretty small, so if they do, like, a Switch Lite with another clamshell on top of it, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what they would do with that. They might be able to come up with a form factor clampable system, Yeah, and the clamp would kind of aid in the portability just by the fact that it's protecting the screen so yeah yeah um Um, i don't know it'll be very interesting to see if they do reveal some sort of you know hardware or if this is simply a troll or yeah (laughs) it's so it's so weird yeah and i can't imagine like if this is a continuation of the switch like what does that mean for the games if there is a second screen like is it still a single screen system or i don't know (laughs) yeah unless it's gonna do some sort of like you take it apart and give it to someone else for multiplayer i don't know (laughs) unless it's some sort of like uh chromecast type of um deal maybe like you can you can use like like you were saying like the wii u like it would turn your switch into the gamepad, but then you can still at the same time simultaneously broadcast still... the game on the TV. Well, you'd still be able to dock it, but you'd have the other screen, I guess. Or... Not dock it. I don't know. You wouldn't be able to dock it. What I, what I'm thinking is, uh-huh. unless the hardware would be like a, a controller with a screen in it, and then you what dock it. What about the What I was gonna, what I was thinking just now was that. It could be another dock. Okay. That the switch somehow has something that communicates with it, and then that so you play with the switch, but then it's also sending information to this dock wirelessly to play on the screen. But I feel like that would be it would have to be more of a controller. Now thinking about it, because then the switch would have to have some sort of hardware to make sure you're having a good connection there to to display that wirelessly. So it could be that you dock it, and then you've got a pro controller or something that's got a screen built into it. I don't know. Maybe that's what the hardware stands for. Maybe. So, don't know. We'll find out. (laughs) Stay tuned for more information. And hopefully the next podcast will not be seven months from now. (laughs) No, hopefully not. Um, Had a lot of fun tonight doing this, and... um, I think I think it was a good podcast, a very long podcast. I mean, we're going on two hours and thirty minutes almost, so that's that's pretty long. Uh, it's late, 
and um, I haven't talked to anyone outside of like my wife and work for a very long time. So um, <laughs> it's a lot of talking for me to do a lot of rambling. And uh, hopefully, lots to... of lots of tangents. <laughs> yeah, lots lots of stuff to get into. So um, yeah. So with that being said, we're gonna cut this one at the end. Yes. We'll call it quits here, but uh, I guess until next time, everyone, happy gaming. Check out our streams, our live streams. Uh, Patrick will definitely be finishing up Chrono Trigger. Um, I will probably jump into something. I don't know yet. There's a couple things on the table. Um, It just depends on what my commitment level is going to be, and that's the hard part. (laughs) Yes. Lots of good options. Lots of good options. Lots of good stuff. So, yeah. So, check that out. Subscribe to us on all your podcast channels. If you like what you hear, leave us a comment. Tell us we suck if you think we suck. That way we know we suck. Comments are always appreciated. Obviously, also comment if you like us. Don't just comment if you think we suck. (laughs) Um, Comments on YouTube, iTunes, wherever else you can leave one would be much appreciated. So until then, yeah. Happy gaming, everybody. Happy gaming. See you guys later.